yeah, nine, nine, 10, 11 wipes in, you're like, what's going to change here? Like, mm -hmm. why can't I feel this way at level 50? Yeah. That, I want to feel that. I want to feel right. that intensity at level 50. Yeah. I want to feel that intensity at level 50. And to me, it just seems like the radical ideas of like, well, how do you make a corrugated hose important to a level 50? You give him something that he can only get with a corrugated hose. You know what I mean? Like, you don't just keep resetting his account and being like, ha you need the corrugated hose again. You know what I mean? It's like, that's, that's only going to work so many times. Like, yeah. Welcome to Scav Talk, an Escape from Tarkov podcast where we continue to focus on development of the game, passionate analysis, theory crafting, and general gameplay discussions. My name is Church. I'm one of your hosts. I am a video editor for a Tarkov YouTuber named Airwing Marine. I'm Giga Beef, a Tarkov YouTuber helping you guys get better at the game. And today we are joined by Jesse Kazam. This is a thank you so much for coming on. This is honestly an, an amazing thing. I've been listening to <laughs> your stuff forever. I've listened to all the podcasts right from the first one. Um, it's 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 nuts to have you here. And uh, yeah, th thanks for coming on, dude. It's it's insane. Yo, heck yeah! Thank you guys for having me. I know it's been we we've, we've been talking for a while behind the scenes. I'm super glad to be here, and I'm. Just I'm just a freaking nerd at the end of the day, so I love to talk. <laughs> I can talk Tarkov all day long, you know what I mean. So I love any opportunity to come hang with yeah. some homies and talk. So yeah, thanks for having me. No problem, no problem. I mean, I'm I'm sure pretty much everybody who's watching this already knows who you are, but <laughs> you know, you just want to give yourself a little a little brief intro. I think the thing that I find fascinating about you is that Tarkov's like basically your first FPS PC game. Mm -hmm. That's always like oh my fascinating. It's crazy, yeah. but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I'm just I'm Jessica Zam. I stream on Twitch and I make YouTube videos uh, all about Tarkov beginners guides, highlight videos, um, PvP guides. You know, try and break down like news when there's patch notes. Just kind of a little bit of everything. Yeah, I mean, this has all been like it's all been new. L yeah, legitimately, this is the first PC game I spent more than maybe ten or fifteen hours playing. We jumped right into Tarkov, and then a few months after that, I jumped into content creation on Twitch. A few months after that, I jumped into started making YouTube videos, and we've just kind of kept rolling with it. So it's been quite the journey. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's really crazy, actually. Um, I went back and had to look at the timing because I think the the first podcast was what was it uh, was it maybe May twenty twenty because you because you yeah. us were, you know you had your hundredth episode so you were reminiscing about starting <laughs> off and that kind of thing and um and I went back and had a look and I bought the game on the first of May two thousand nineteen played and posted my first video in January started watching you guys in the next like in the summer oh of that my yeah so it's like it's so funny just like the the speed of people yeah. I don't know getting in, into it and stuff it's like it's it's nuts because yep. you think. Oh, you know, I've been playing the game for three years or whatever. But like in any other field, that would be like no time at all. You'd still be like super junior. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's such a good point. Yeah, in any other in any other of like the staple games, like that's such a relatively small amount of time. And it's so weird to still like because yeah, when I started, you know what I mean. Like I felt like such small potatoes compared to you know Deadly Slob, Anton, Clean, uh, all yeah. of these guys. And then I I feel like I really got lucky by picking up on the game with almost like just enough time to kind of have enough info to become authority on the game before it blew up with drops and stuff like that. So I, I feel super lucky that I was able to come in to then almost like be bumped into that echelon where like now there's so many new players, they think I'm an OG and I'm like, no, I'm not an OG. These guys are the OGs. And it's like, it just, you know, it's all those different tiers. But yeah, it's, it's 
it's been crazy. It's been, oh, yeah, it feels like in, it feels like in the past two years, it's been like 10 years worth of life lived. <laughs> that's good, honestly. That's it's such a good thing, actually. Cause yeah, you, it, there's just there's so much happens and there's, I don't know, it's exciting and you're passionate about it, right? It's like, it's, it's for a sure. Thing. It's a wonderful, for sure. wonderful thing. But um, yeah, man, like, there's, yeah, thanks for coming on. It's super, super sick. So I guess um, we'll just get into a few uh, bits and pieces of what's been going on um, to start with. Did you even yep. know that Pestily's wife was was pregnant? I saw this Dude, announcement literally no! like, as it came out, like everyone else, like Pestily's <sighs> dad, like what? Bro, I had no idea. That was so, that, and as a dad, like I've so, I like immediately like DM'd him and I was like, oh my God, dude, I'm so excited for you. I had no idea. It makes like, it makes sense. He's been like, uh, he's been taking some small breaks and then he like mm. raided me once and he was like, Hey, he's like, I'll see you guys in like two weeks. And I was like, Oh, like Pesley's taking a break. That's good for him. And then I saw that post and I was like, Oh yeah, I, I am surprised that he kept it, uh, kept the secret. I'm so pumped for him though. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's really neat because, uh, yeah, I mean, I know, I know that you're a dad and I, I'm a dad as well. And it's, um, it's oh, heck such, yeah. a, such a crazy thing. Yeah. My daughter's a year and a half. Um, oh, so. that's awesome. I wish him the best of luck. It's yeah. It's definitely its own its own separate special journey. Um, yes, we had Ghost is. on the other day, who uh, who's kind of a you know, a good friend of the show and stuff, and uh, he's, yeah. he's got he's got uh, some kids as well, and we were, we were talking about that the other day, just like managing like the family life and content creation is just like how crazy it can be sometimes. So unreal, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I wish him the best of luck. I think in some ways it's good because he's already you know, he's already done so much and got to where he is. So it's, yeah, it does uh, does help a bit, but um, yeah, it'll, it'll definitely be a shock. I think. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I saw. Yeah, yeah. Ah, so with that aside, big update, RMT update. Oh yeah, nothing's been so, going on in Tarkov. It's been pretty <laughs> dead, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's, it's funny how we can get content without actually having anything specifically in game. I mean, I I don't know how you feel about it jesse and church but i mean talk of twitter's been just like blowing up with people opinions oh all God. over the place I, th I think it's probably uh, well, as usual right a bit of an overreaction from certain members of the community of course yeah I, I mean i feel slightly i don't know i don't want to downplay it because um i mean i'm yeah. interested to hear what you you have to say in church as well actually because you guys play a lot more um duo and and above than i do mm. i'm like 99.9 percent .9 solo and for me it makes no difference at all yep, except very all. occasionally when i kill somebody maybe they, i mean the thing is it's, it can't be finally made though. i was going to say maybe they only have one prototype rather than two but then they'd have to have brought it in and it'd be yeah. in their rig like it's everyone it's in their injector case so for me it just it literally doesn't make any difference <laughs> so i've tried to take it from a more objective view and say okay well you know people helping their friends and this kind of thing and that, yeah for me like if it if it works it's just collateral damage and unfortunately yeah it sucks for some people and there's yep. you can't give your friend a red rebel or this key or whatever but like you just have to play the game and um and if it helps against rmt and cheating then i'm, I'm honestly i'm all for it so i don't know does, does that sort of tally with your expectation yeah i mean it's it's really hard like i i've just been saying like i don't know like it's so there's so many layers to it i think by and large what you said is absolutely right, where it just isn't going to affect as many people as often as they think, even duo players. You know what I mean? As somebody with, you know, 15, 1800 raids this wipe so far, you know what I mean? Like it would have only affected me a few times, mostly at the beginning of wipes. And I play with a pretty small group of people, especially around wipe time. Like when it's late, when it's like mid to late wipe, I'm always just like hitting up random content creators or people. It's like, yo, you want to get some duos? 
But when it's like in the beginning of the wipe and we're all like farming, we're like trying to level up, we're trying to get quests done. I play with a relatively small group of people. And so like the difference between me being like, you know, my friend being like, hey, uh, I can drop you this key. I found it and I did the quest and I don't need it. The difference between that and me and him being like, hey, the next time we're playing, we'll, we'll go do that. And I'll just open the door for you. That's not that big of a difference. It's, it's like, you know what I mean? Oh, God, I have to wait. He's not gaming tonight. He's going to game tomorrow. So I can't get this quest until tomorrow. Like, sure. it's not like he can't help me. You know what I mean? Like, so. Yeah. And then and then when it comes with like, if I found a second green key card and I died with it and I don't want it, I can't give it to my friend. Well, that's not really like negatively affecting the early game experience because it's not like the friend you wanted to give it to found the green key card anyway. So it's just like their life continues as normal. So I think by and large, it doesn't affect people as much as they think it affects people. However, I'm so conflicted on this. Like I have been like just like racking my brain for the past few days because it's like there's so many layers to it where it's, it's not going to affect as many people the the other part of it though is like we're working with a math equation and we just don't have all the numbers like as a gamer we're as just someone who plays the game we're never going to know how many cheaters there really are we're never going to know how much rmt really happens we just kind of mm-hmm. assume based on our own personal experiences so we don't know that number we'll never be able to know if this change positively or negatively affects it so it's just like, so in, in that sense, I almost understand the overreaction because it's like the people you're asking an opinion on don't have all of the equation. So they're not going to be able to give it a, an appropriate opinion. Like, and that's why people keep asking me, like, what do you think about it? It's like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm just a gamer too. Like, I don't, I don't know, have the numbers on how many cheaters there are, or how many RMTers there are. So I don't know how well this is going to work. And, uh, and you just get all the people that are like, you know, you know, I, I, I was, we were talking about this in the podcast last night where it's like six months ago, you know, the prevailing thing that was going around was like BSG loves the cheaters because it helps them sell more copies of the game. Right. You know what I mean? And it yeah. was like, we were like, we were like, that's the most absurd thing you could possibly have said to me. And they're like, well, you're just like a Battlestate Games apologist. You would just, you just support anything mm-hmm. they do. And then now they're like, how could you do this? You know, you can't make, you can't engineer your game around the cheaters and do that. And it's like, well, are they, do they love the cheaters or do they hate the cheaters? You know what I mean? It's like the, the flippy floppy there. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's so hard, man. I'm so conflicted. In general, I'm for the least amount of interference on what a player can do. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't affect me, but on principle, I'm like, but don't, don't restrict me if I wanted to do something. You know what I mean? Like just, uh, just last week, we were uh, me and a buddy were playing Interchange, and we were like, it was super late in the raid. We were looting Kiba, and we were like, I guess we'll just reset. And some dude ran by, and we like, we like held him up. We were like, what are you doing? And and he was like, I'm just trying to plant the Wi-Fi camera. And I was like, all right, well, you have to come plant the Wi-Fi camera in front of us. We're not going to tell you if, if we're friendly or not, but you have to plant the Wi-Fi camera in front of us. And if you do, we'll adopt you. And he was like, I'm scared, and was like, do it. <laughs> And he did, and then we like took him around the map, and right before we extracted, uh, we took the the safe room extract under. You know, you swipe at the, mm-hmm. the urinal and stuff like that. And we took that, and he was like, he was like, I've never been down here before. I've only seen this in YouTube videos. So I was like, I was like, drop your bag, and he dropped his bag, and I gave him my 11 SR key card. It had like 
14 out of 15 uses left. You know what I mean? And so I was like, it does kind of suck that I wouldn't be able to do that. Like that was a cool experience, but yeah. but it's it's just so complicated. You know, in general, I completely agree. I want the as least amount of cheaters, as least amount of RMTers as possible. We all have some level of collateral damage that we would accept. All of our, you know, measurements might be different there. But this is a tough one. This is this has been a really tough one for me to like plant a flag on and be like, I like this change or I don't like this change because I don't have all the facts. I don't know. Like, it's just, I just don't know. And so this is a really hard one. This one has is, is got me really struggling to form an opinion on. It is, it is tough. I think like I, I come back on this in particular too, like with that in mind, right, of not knowing the facts and stuff is that, and I think I even tweeted this, but that I'm glad that they're courageous enough to try this. If it works, yes. then great. If it doesn't, they can always yeah. take it away. But I'm, I like that they are giving it a go. That's my hundred percent. That's that's I think is a good sign in in some ways. As much as people may not like it or whatever, and maybe it doesn't have the outcome that they want, or maybe they find yeah. a way around it or whatever. But they need to try this stuff. I, I've always said actually because the community plays over all sorts of things, but I, I like it when they do radical radical things yeah. because it's yeah. it's it's interesting. And sometimes they blow the game up, like removing the traders for five days. But oh my you know, god, it's just, they just got to try this stuff, you know? Just do 100%. it. Why not? You know, it's fine. People re on Twitter for a couple of days, but. And in that sense, I really do agree. Like, I, I think, I think you know how you position it means a lot. And it's once again every everything I say, I say I see both sides. So it's like on one hand, it might have been better for them to be like, "Hey, we're going to attempt, we're going to try something to see how much it stops RMT." You know what I mean? And even just positioning it that way would have had a lot more understanding from the community. We're like, "All right, let's try everything," and then they would you know be better to get feedback. But then on the flip side, I guess maybe they don't want the community to think it's a reversible change because if they because if they if they like it, but the community doesn't, they don't want the community to think that's like, well, let's change it. And they're like, no, it's good. So I get it. But I definitely understand that. And that's basically what I've been saying is like, I just kind of have to trust them that like they bring down the hammer hard. If they see little to no effect from it, they'll reverse it. If there's a really big a positive effect, then they'll keep it. And I just kind of have to trust them on that because who am i to be able to say how many rmtiers or cheaters there are you know what i mean like i don't know you know what i mean i would have no idea so yeah so that that's definitely a good point i'm glad that they're willing to to do stuff like that i think i think the other part of it as well is like was there a better way to do it and i don't know if you caught last night's podcast but like me and veritas were talking about this but like if you know how like so when we're loading in it's like loading loot and what that's doing is it's literally assigning what's going to be in everywhere and then the cheats basically come in there and they're like oh there's, there's a gpu in this pc and there's in this the pc if all loot containers did not ask the server for what should be in it until it was searched then it would have literally no effect on anybody but people couldn't get that information and it would be much harder to cheat because the cheaters would have to search everything like we have to do to find the loot. And it's like, would that have accomplished a very similar thing without affecting the player at all? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe that would make it worse. Maybe it would make it better. But just like, it's just, yeah. Well, and then then the whole other side, I don't know if you saw Nikita tweet today, but he, he, he tweeted today and it was like much more 
on the side of like this wasn't just for RMT and cheating. Like we also kind of wanted to stop boosting. Like it was mm -hmm. something along the lines of like yeah. it was never really planned for the game to um for you to be able to just like drop all this really rare or hard to get stuff for your friends. So in that aspect of it, it's like, okay, well, it's your game. Yeah, I get that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like it's your game. You can do whatever you want in that way. So I don't know, man. I'm definitely like ex still excited about the game. Of course, there's the dramatic people who are like, I'm uninstalling, and it's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but like, <laughs> it's like, sure, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so I'm still super excited about the game. It's just, yeah, it, it's like a mixture of, you know, it's an un it's a it's an unwinnable battle, right, between cheaters. You'll get literally any other game, New World, Warzone, you know, World of Warcraft. Like every game has cheaters. Every game struggles a lot. Any sort of game where you grind for gear and it's online rmt is involved and that's always a, a battle so you've got like you're just like stuck between all these rocks and hard places of like this is almost an impossible battle to win but that doesn't mean you don't want the depths of your game to do nothing because you want it to be as minimal of a problem but you don't want them to infringe on your experience too much and that line is going to be different for everybody and you want them to make the game and you, but you want it to make sense and it's kind of hard you know, so it's just like at the end of the day, I just kind of throw my hands up and I'm like, dude, I don't know. I love this game. I trust them to make the game they want and I'm just going to keep playing and having fun. You know what I mean? If yeah, you hadn't I, have told me that that change had happened, I wouldn't have noticed. I mean, I definitely wouldn't. I definitely I, wouldn't. I wouldn't have noticed. You know what I mean? Like, and so it's a really, it's a really hard, it's a really hard thing. Yeah. yeah. Church, are you in, uninstalling the game? <laughs> Is it I'm, cur you? I'm curious. I would be curious to know why, like, what's the reasoning behind those statements? Like, is it just them saying oh. that? Yeah. Or if if there's some logic oh, behind it, but I'm I'm not so much a fan of this change. I gotta be honest. Yeah. And for me, it's playing solo. I think it just it's it's a non-factor. Yeah. But I guess in like the grand scheme of things, like the future of the game, that's kind of where I'm a little like disheartened, I guess, is because I feel yeah. like this kind of just closes any possibility for any type of trading within like the actual game. You know what I mean? Like we got menus in the flea market. Yeah. Um, but I've always liked the RPG side of Tarkov that hasn't really been like fully explored and i kind of feel like we're missing like this just kind of closes off like could you I imagine did. just being like in the world and like your method of survival was just like negotiating and trading with people and being, yep. you know what i mean like a hack like dude uh, guy. huh yeah oh yeah, yeah, friendly friendly guy. Guy. yeah. Right? that's exactly yeah. how he survives in Tarkov and gets to he... level whatever and yeah feel really bad for him i feel really bad for him too but because like again, he i don't uh, i don't want to play the way he plays but like he mm -hmm. like he like he like pushed tarkov forward in a way like you know what i mean he it was like it, it, he came and it was like this is a completely different way to do mm -hmm. something and and a, yeah. and i think and i a lot of people were like holy cow like i gotta respect your dedication to this and you make it work and it's crazy it's VoIP well. yeah like, yeah Nuts, right? came in and changed it for him but like before then he was doing it with like in-game voices and hand actions unreal like, <laughs> unreal so yeah yeah definitely yeah yeah 
That's interesting. Now you um you, you mentioned about I I think I think Veritas has spoken about this loot containers thing before. I yeah. try I try to listen to the podcast after it comes out because I don't want what you guys saying because when you're talking about <laughs> stuff you're talking about the same things as what we're going to be talking <laughs> oh, about. Oh yeah week. yeah yeah. I'm That's just funny. like okay, let me listen to this later. I, I totally get it. I wait for it to come out on YouTube and I'm just like, let me hear. And it's actually quite interesting because we've yeah. obviously had a, you know, a big thought experiment about all the various things that's going on. And then I get to hear your guys' thoughts after we've like properly formulated and spoken for two hours. I love it. Whatever, which yep. is kind of cool. But um, I think we've spoken about that before, about having loot containers where it doesn't, it doesn't actually have the, have anything in it per se. Yeah. And it just, it rolls that chance when you go inside, yep. um, which is kind of interesting. It might even make loading faster too, because you wouldn't even need to load in... everything on the map. Um, in theory those, those containers aren't looted i would imagine right in the game yep so it's unnecessary you don't even need to and scavs uh, and any sort of ai don't loot and there's currently only a maximum of like on the biggest maps 12 to 14 players mm. so it's like it's like even if all even if every player on a map looted something at the exact same time that's still magnitudes less information than every client having to know what's in every container on the entire map at all times and not everybody would loot at the same time. So in theory, you'd be able to skip the loading loot portion of loading into a map. Mm -hmm. And you know what I mean? We're all, it's like, we're all sending thousands of back and forth to the server every second. Yeah. If we're reloading, moving, positioning, jumping, shooting, you know what I mean? So the little like, you know, what's in this Jeep, what's in this PC, like that additional thing shouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't take a, a crazy amount of time it feels like it would do it you know like even even when we know there's still a little right it takes a second to search through everything so like there's already like a baked in load time <laughs> it feels like it would just make sense for every time for it to just roll what it is and then you know what i mean obviously any loose loot cheaters would be able to see but it would still be infinitely less effective you could you could do that change and then over time move all of the highest tier loot into containers and replace it all the loose loot can you know t-plugs wires things that are still needed by people mm -hmm. doing the hideout or you know yeah barters or something like that but you you know make sure that all your high tier stuff is spawning in a container maybe even add a few extra containers tons of games have like cardboard boxes that are lootable you know what i mean you could sprinkle those throughout some maps and uh give them a chance for a high tier loot or something and i feel like over time you could accomplish that goal without having to change that player experience but like i said if changing the player experience was a part of it anyway then who am i to say that that's a good or bad change right like if bsg is like yeah we want to combat rmt but we also want to combat boosting we are uncomfortable with how many people drop things for other people and i think that that's really just like one of the unsolvable questions right because like the you know online games are almost a staple now we live in a in an era of time where technology is at a place where we can play with our friends, we can play with people across the world. And that is obviously amazing. But at the same time, there's, there's the, the feeling I totally agree with you church. I feel like there's a lot of unrealized potential in the RPG side and I mm -hmm. want more of that, but there's, you know, the feeling of grinding an old RPG that wasn't an online and you're running the same dungeon over and over and over and over and over again. And you get that rare thing and you're like, this is sick. I got this thing. You tell all your friends you got it. It's hard to get that feeling in an online game because if it's online, you want to be able to share the thing. If I get something that I don't need, I want to be able to give it to you. But then it wasn't the whole point of grinding the RPG, the fact that you put in maximum work and got the thing you want. So does it cheapen the experience to be able to give that to other people? But then 
what is the player experience? Like, that's my thing. Like, the thing that makes me the most uncomfortable for this is that, like, not that I'm a stickler for, like, lore or realism. Oh, God, we don't want to have to go down that road. But it's just, like, less realism and more just, like, the player experience. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just uncomfortable with the fact that, like, stuff just Thanos snaps out of existence. Like, like, just, just don't let me drop it. Yeah. I'd rather I I go drop Doc's case and it goes no, then for me to just like throw it and it just blah, blah, just like disappears like that like that player experience feels weird. Or if I load up my bag full of non-found and raid stuff because maybe I'm going to an in raid trader one day and I die and he you loot me and I have an empty bag, like the fact that that loot just disappears like. So it's like I get right. I get both sides of the equation. You want the gear to matter. You don't like I don't want to be able like from a game dev side, I don't want you to be able to just give your friend a green key card. I want every player that has a green key card to have to have worked for that green key card. It's like, oh, I can get behind that. But then on the other side, if you're a player, you're like, well, I'm in an online game and I'm interacting with people. So I want to be able to interact with people. So it's like, oh, I right. get that too. So it's like a complicated question that I don't have the answer to, but I just get uncomfortable of gear just obliterating itself you know what i mean like i don't know you know so it's like the experience means something to me and it might be an unsolvable question to have that because every game i played new world briefly and yeah they 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 had their own ui and ux weirdness where like you grind a thing and then you get a thing and you're like oh my friend's a mage he might like this but this is bind on pickup so because i touched it i now can't do anything with it i'll just sell it on the marketplace and it's like that's hard too so i don't know of a game that's nailed that the feeling of really being rewarded for doing something and getting gear, but also being a social game. Uh, so, so once again, like I said, any, any frustration I have around this change isn't really a like point at like BSG, you suck. This is, this would have been easy to do. I don't know how to do it either. And I haven't seen a game do it well, but I am critical of a few parts of it. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that does absolutely. make sense. I think it's super, super hard. It is, it's difficult. Yeah. And we've we've talked before about certain things where it's interesting because you mentioned about how it just disappears into the ether, and this is it's about immersion breaking in some ways. And there's things yeah. things that are more or less immersion breaking, right? And we've talked previously in church about how certain things that are technically almost identical, like exactly what you're saying, but make a huge difference to the player. Like we, um, my favorite example is the the semi auto change when they put in the cap the beginning and if you oh. click too fast it just wouldn't register anymore and they changed it so that if you do click too fast it just caps you at the max fire rate and the difference in feeling like technically speaking they're very similar in terms of the way it's yes. coded but yeah the, the person using the system it feels completely different and the same thing for this right if it just stops yeah. you from dropping it rather than it vapor like it's the, it's the same thing really but it's, yeah it's weird how some of these things make a huge impact to the the person playing the game as opposed to yep what it kind of looks like technically speaking it's um it's a funny one yeah it's interesting because you mentioned that and i thought like oh daisy sort of immediately sprang to mind um it's a game that i've been thinking yeah. about recently ish but it doesn't have any actual like market this is the thing about tarkov yes. you've got the, the flea market and you've got the the rubles tied into yes. anything I don't, i'm not even sure if there's even outside of certain modded servers i don't know if there's even any money in daisy i don't think there is and when i, I remember playing i don't think yeah i, I don't used. think in vanilla so, yeah not vanilla yeah. So, so it doesn't even really make sense and everyone's kind of bound to their server so rmt's not yeah because because in talk of it works because it's global and yep. you know if you start on different server daisy you start again it's like it's just a completely different thing it's like the the way that um, and we talked about cheaters in other games a, a minute ago but talk of accidentally has become the hardest game to solve 
for Cheetah yeah. and Monty because yeah. it has an inbuilt business model that makes it work. A circular loop. A hundred percent. Do all sorts of things, RMT, carries, whatever. And it's it's profit, it's super profitable. Like people cheating yeah. at other games, often it's just to rage hack or whatever and like just, you know, dick on other people. But in, yeah. in Tarkov, it's actually a legitimate business, which is sort of the, the issue. It's very hard. You need to break that loop somehow. And they're just and they're trying, but it's it's a hundred percent. And the only way to break the loop is to like completely sacrifice the like integrity of the game because like the reason the the reason the cheaters the reason it's so profitable is because they're selling loot to people that think they need loot when really they need to just learn how to get better at the game so if you think loot makes you survive you're gonna buy a wrist and uh zabralo and you're gonna get flechette to the legs and then you're gonna be pissed and you're gonna buy it again and if it's like if you don't ever learn how to just get good at the game you're just going to keep dying with that good gear that you're buying and it's not going to help you. So like, it's a perpetual loop where it's like, well, okay, well then you just make the game easier. Well, it's like, well then the game is dead. You know what I mean? If it's like, if, if, if it wasn't a hard game and you, if you did buy that loot, it made you unkillable. Well then the, like it, the integrity of Tarkov is gone. So it's like, there's no way to break that cycle. You know, geeks, uh, geeks that made like a funny joke where he was like, they, like he's like another way to sell to stop RMT is if BSG just sold rubles, right? If they just started selling rubles, then what? I I, mm-hmm. I I don't want to pay somebody to cheat. You know what I mean? It was like a there were studies done where like the usage of like the pirate bay, you know, like to torrent yeah. stuff, dropped dramatically the years after Netflix came out. Even though Netflix costs money, because people don't want there's like a everybody's got a different value. I don't want to break the law but I don't want to go buy this $25 DVD. So I'll break the law. But if it's like, then they brought that down. It's like, oh, well now it's only $9 a month to get this thing. And uh, so, so I'll do it. So I'll pay the money. You know what I mean? So it was like, we'll just sell rubles and then people won't want to cheat. But it's like, it's the same thing. Well, now you've completely devalued everything and it kind of ruins the whole point of everything. So it is so, it is so hard. Now I will, I, I definitely agree. Like Daisy or Rust or something like that comes to mind because, you know, at least from my outside perspective, right? Like Daisy doesn't have a huge RMT problem or a huge cheating problem. And the whole thing is, you're exactly right. There's there's less loops. There is no global economy. There is no flea market. And that is what, um, that is what has me interested about this change. Because I will, until the day I die, preach, and you will too, Gigabee, because I've been freaking... I've been watching your video as often as I can. Open world. Uh-huh. I need this in my life. I need open world Tarkov. And the reason why these changes have me intrigued is because like this all becomes less of a big deal if we're spending more time in the raids, in the world, right? Like yeah. if I can, if I can be in the game for hours at a time like mm-hmm. i can with day z maybe like i kill scav boss and then i go over here and i pay the scavs to extract this loot if i come across somebody and i want to trade something with them at that point most likely what i'm going to want to trade is something i found in raid because if i met this player you know what i mean it's it's not going to be like hey let me go let's go here i'm going to go i get to my hideout and then i'm going to come back in the server and meet you here It'll just be like, oh, I have this, you have this. And it doesn't really matter because it's most likely stuff that we've already found. So I'm interested to see if that kind of curbs a little bit of the negative effects of this. If 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 the game continues down that road and we are 
and we're trying to spend more time in the world, then more things are found in raid and found in raid things don't apply to this change. So that would be interesting. Yeah, I mean, if you took it to its kind of logical conclusion, I mean, I know they're probably not going to do it now. I'm not sure exactly how. No one really knows how it's going to function with the in-rate yeah. traders and where the traders are going to be between maps and all this stuff. But for argument's sake, for a second, we just imagine all the traders are in-raid. Well, then you don't yeah. need finding raid status anymore because everything's Correct. found in-raid. So Correct. it doesn't matter because there's an element of risk. And the reason why finding raid is there in the first place is because some things have an element of risk involved, which are the things you found in raid, and some things aren't because you bought them straight from the trader. But if everything's in raid, then it doesn't even it doesn't matter anymore because yeah. you have to traverse from your hideout and blah blah blah. But I don't really know exactly how it's how it's going to work. I mean, I mean, yeah, you, I, I was amazed that you had my video on a on a command. I was, honestly, oh I was very very flattered. I was very flattered yeah, that you had my video so on a command in your pumped. in your stream, which is which is crazy. But yeah, I mean, I went around and like nerded out and like looked through all the little gaps and the things. Like I I love doing that kind of stuff. Like it's it's been funny actually listening to your guys conversations about it because Veritas is just like so like anti-law oh like, dude he's just like i'll believe it when i see it like <laughs> you know what i mean but i'm like i'm definitely on like team jesse on that because i don't know even like i just like <sighs> linking any little bits of things together that yeah make, it just it for me it just enriches the world i always like a bit of a backstory um i mean i've told this story before on on this cast but like Oh God, what even, when even was it now? It's like December 2020 or something. I made a video for one of the BSG contests and it was the day in the life thing. And I did the, the day in life video of, and basically I, it was like a role playing, like, I've never made a little, it was the only movie I've ever made, made this like little 10 minute funny. movie of a scientist from Terror Group that escapes the, the purge when they all get shot and escapes and, and turns into a scab basically because he just has to forced to like live on the land and learn Russian oh and all my this gosh. stuff. And the thing ends with like um, a PMC, there's like a, a PMC uh, kind of operation and they like blow the hole open in customs wall and that was the customs expansion. And now, and, and I said in the oh. thing, I was like, this is what I want BSG to do. Now, I'm not big head enough to think that it was my influence at all, or, but maybe even <laughs> just a little bit of what yeah. I did. Because this was like a long time ago, right? And I was like, if they could just, it would, it would enrich the world so much for me. And I'm sure a lot of other people who care about this stuff, if you can even just in some vague way explain the things that are happening, because it's, it's just cool. And me and Church talked about it before. And what kind of gave me this idea was because, I mean, I've played Fortnite about three times, but reading the story of what they did and the way that they progressed the player base through this like global story was actually yeah. crazy. right? And it ended up being like such a huge sensation when like, they sucked the whole, I can't remember which season it was, but they sucked the whole world into like a big vortex and the game, yep. took the, the game down for two days. I was like, everyone is so excited. Like it reached my feed and I don't even play the game. Yeah, you know, it's like and, and that yep. level of kind of global story, it brings the community together. It makes everybody feel that there's something bigger For than sure. themselves going on. And, I, and that's why I love what BSG is doing with the law, whether it makes sense or not, whether it gets yeah. you know changed in, later on or, or whatever. I just like feeling that there's more weight behind the world. It's, it's exciting when people yeah. talk about it on Twitter and everyone's speculating and stuff like I love it, man. I think it's great. I love I it. Think too. It's great. But um, I completely agree. Yeah. I, I think like these events specifically that they've been doing have been so awesome like the fact that we actually have characters like rizzy and like like that are coming up in multiple events and that the lightkeeper like 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 lightkeeper coming into the game is going to mean so much more than when they added jaeger because of this right like you know what i mean like yeah. we've had traders added right they were just like new trader jaeger he sells shotgun ammo now and it was like <laughs> cool you know what i mean but like now, when freaking light, like the first time any of us go interact with Lightkeeper, we're going to be like, you're the SOB that stole 1.5 trillion rubles from the economy. And like, you're powerful enough to scare the traders away. And it's like, that's cool. Like, I love that stuff. 
I think it's 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 almost like tainted by the fact that like everybody's just like when wipe when wipe when like you know what I mean the fact that everybody looks through it through that lens I'm like no like get that out of here and just like let this be a thing that happens it's cooler that way you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, yeah. I mean yeah. as as much as I am a you know a BSG backer and just a believer in in the, in the things and trust and whatever it is a shame that they ended the event this way it re- it is it is for yeah. me right I, it's just I know that this stuff's coming and it's fine. I just wish that they'd been able to kind of just like, you know, just line it up, like tighten it up, be a bit more tidy about the way that they've done it and like finish yeah. the event and be like, hit like the, the best way that the event could have ended. And I actually thought this was going to happen. I didn't really say, but because in the back of my mind, I really hoped this would happen that the lightkeeper would turn up as the only trader and there mm. were no others. Oh. The others hadn't come back yet. And you had to go and raid and you had to go and trade with him. He's the only really one. Cool. That would have been sick because everyone oh. would have been trying to go, right? And yeah, yeah. then to, to, and it's just sort of like, oh, we've just like run out of steam. And even then, for just like a day that would mm-hmm. yeah so even strange. just for a day and i i i hope that something technical has happened and that that was yeah. always the plan right to to continue along this path and and, and you know launch it or whatever but some there's been some problems they've had to kind of fill the time with yeah you know, some, yeah rizzy will go go on you know walk through yeah the do something <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, to try and fill it because like it, it is a shame and I, it, I am yeah i'm a little bit disappointed with the way that it's ended to be honest yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm normally the type of player that just like i just go through i just take these at face value normally and i try to separate the what i think bsg should do in the community separately to you know what am i going to do as a player to adapt to this sure. event so i try to take those two things sort of separately and just enjoy the event for what it is yeah but um but i i am a little disappointed i have to say i i am and i wish yeah. they timed it a bit better i, I do i do yeah for sure i mean it it like it felt like it was leading towards something you know what i mean like it felt like it was leading towards something big and then it just kind of ended you know what i mean and i i almost kind of have to believe that too that it was like something came up like something stopped this from happening because it was just so it was so pointing towards something and then it just nothing happened for a few days and then we got the raiders for a few the rogues for a few days and then now like stuff's 30 percent off and i have no idea what to think about that like yeah yeah it's a it's a bit strange but on on that note on that note for anybody listening if the event's still going on buy all your dollars now if you're going to need them in the future buy all yeah. your euros now if you need them in the future and stop selling bitcoin until the event's over because <laughs> the trade is buy the stuff back for 30 percent less as well but dollars are super cheap you can set yourself up yeah. for the rest of the white and the same with euros if you need them for quests or, or whatever just a random random aside you just made me it's think it's true about. though it's true yeah I'm, I'm fuel or anything like that did um did either actually just just before i forget because we were talking about rmt and that kind of stuff before just to round off my my thoughts on that did you see yeah. the uh, either of you guys see the video that pesterly put up and he just said watch this little clip and it was a bit out of a runescape um documentary did did you see that mm, no a, i didn't Okay, you, you should you should watch it. It's quite interesting, and they're basically talking about how they had like free trade, um, so any player could just go up and trade with any yeah. other player, and they ended up that so they were having so many. I think because people pay for like premium and all this stuff, but they had like yeah. they had so many issues. Firstly, with people doing RMT and free trade, but and also with stolen credit cards being used in in runescape that they oh. they nearly got like blocked by the payment provider whatever and all of this stuff basically meant that they ended up removing free trade completely and they like totally changed the game i mean i guess the equivalent would be yeah. deleting the flea market it would be the, the sort of equivalent or that wouldn't really help in yeah. this particular case but it's you know it, you'd stop it'd be i don't know i guess the equivalent is stopping people dropping anything ever like nothing yeah no, guns, no matter no loot, what nothing. if you pick it up you can't yeah. drop it yeah um because they're the old equivalent of the 
the PvP bit, the wilderness, right? And after they made this change, if you killed someone else, they wouldn't drop anything when they died. And so it yeah. completely changed the, the game. So it was an interesting little a little excerpt there that I thought was was worth bringing up because yeah. it's not the first time that game devs have battled with this kind of problem, right? It's, um, mm-hmm. And that's actually a very similar economic model. Everyone's in sort of the same world. Anybody can trade with anybody else. There's an economic system. There's items of value, things that are very hard to get access to, a huge player progression curve and, and grinding up and all that stuff yeah so um yeah so I, I just wanted to mention it before i forgot and before we moved on too too quickly but uh i yeah, had go. heard i had heard of like runescape as an example of like devs combating rmt i didn't really like i mean i played runescape way back in the day but like i didn't really know too much about it but but yeah i mean it's it's definitely like a hard it's definitely like a hard thing. I mean, I was just watching a video today about like New World and what happened there. I loved New World when it first came out and I kind of ended and they things got so bad with RMT with like, in that case, it was like dupes and glitches because their code kind of sucked. And they were doing similar stuff where like for multiple days, they just halted like in the entire game trade between players like and people had stuff on the auction house that they were just like, they were just like weren't allowing so it's a uh, so I don't know it's it's definitely they're definitely not the first game company to <laughs> struggle with it and yeah. and the same thing with the cheater conversation too you know what I mean you look at like Warzone mm-hmm. made by one of the best no, best <laughs> made by one of the biggest game developers out mm-hmm. there definitely not the best um with one of the biggest budgets with some of the highest concurrent player bases on average and they can't you know, they can't get their cheater problem under control. Similar thing, a battle royale is always going to encourage cheaters because there's a winner. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, in, in other games, like if Tarkov, like, yeah, if, if you couldn't drop anything ever, it's like some people would cheat because they want to win, but there isn't really like a winner. You don't get to see a victory around. Nobody else knows you won. And that motivation would fade really quickly. So like games like Tarkov have such a huge incentive to cheat because it's like i can sell the stuff and there's like a market same similar to mmos and then battle royales will always encourage it as well because it's like i win i am the winner of the game you know what i mean so so yeah it's like i think i think a few people on twitter need to go you know what i mean like understand that there's you know tarkov's not the first game to experience cheaters or rmt problems and um and yeah like what i can respect is that they're trying to do something about it they might exactly. not get it right, you know what I mean? Or it might not have an effect, or some people might not like it, but it works. It could be any one of those things. But the fact that they're trying to do something about it, I can respect because at the end of the day, they are trying to preserve the experience and make it better for everybody. So let me ask you we'll guys see. a question, if you don't mind sticking on this topic a little bit. If not, we can we can move on. But yeah. I I had a discussion with a friend a couple of months ago. Um was getting really frustrated at some of the game mechanics and whatnot and we were kind of just talking you know trying to like define definitions and you know set set kind of like an equal footing to to start a discussion so outside of cheating right just the action of me selling something in a game to another person is that wrong like would you i guess from your own eyes like obviously the developer of the game they can set their own eul you know their their terms of service right but yeah like would you consider that cheating necessarily for the buyer seller or buyer like in other words 
is it a morally unsound thing for me to take my in-game work because you know you gotta you gotta yeah. put in the time for the thing whatever it is you know if yeah. it's an account you're selling if it's whatever you know you're, you're it's just like working a job and then you're gonna sell that to someone they're gonna give you money for it you know is that a morally unsound thing oh so you like actually are talking about like selling just like separate from cheating to do it like if outside you were gonna of sell, cheating yeah 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 yes, like, like if just i was just like act. i'm done with Tarkov, but i'm level 64 so if somebody mm-hmm. wants my account or my guns or my gear, whatever. Yeah. I think That's in tr- really tough. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think like I think it's just one of those things where like intrinsically, not necessarily. It's just like mm-hmm. it's 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 like, you know, a square's a rectangle, but not all rectangles are squares. You know what I mean? Like something mm-hmm. can be two things. It's like, yeah, you can do that with absolutely perfect moral. You know what I mean? Where it's like some dudes like, yeah, let me let me give you 50 bucks for this because I know you it's like, yeah, sure, whatever. But I just feel like in this world, you know, it's like 99 percent of the rectangles are squares. So is it easier to just get, you know, get get it off the table? That's kind of it's just like it would it's it's just a behavior that. Like. It's just a behavior that is almost always going to be associated with something else unsavory. So it's just easier to not. It's kind of how I think about it. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it's an interesting one. Yeah, I, I agree with you in, in, especially practically speaking, it's just like it's so connected with yeah. the cheating problem that like it's so hard to extract it. But if you were going to have a game where it is impossible to cheat for whatever you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. reasons that you might come up with, then hmm, I don't know. I think that... I think it sort of depends on the game in, in some ways because yeah. it's, it's tricky because it's like, well, would be would buying an account on Dota 2 with 6K MMR be cheating? Well, you're just going to get smashed, right? Mm-hmm. If you buy an account that's level 60 on Tarkov, yeah. you know, you have extra skills, you have advantages over other players. Like, it's a bit... Uh, and you didn't work for that. It's, it's tricky, right? Because yeah. like if, you, if you're playing a, a flat game, again, like PUBG or something or whatever with like cosmetics, then that's a bit different because that's just that's just of monetary value. So I, I think it depends on the game. I think it's tough. Like we're talking about Tarkov specifically in games, let's say if you bought like a WoW account, we bought, bought a Tarkov yeah. account. I mean, it, it, it's it's hard, right? Because do you really affect anybody outside of yourself? Not really. Yeah. I mean, it, I, th- I guess it depends on whether you, you're only really cheating yourself for the most part. Right. Yeah. Cheating yourself out of the experience. And you don't really hurt any. If the cheating is absolutely off the table, you're not really hurting anybody else, probably because you're going to die and lose all your gear to them. Yeah. Anyway, if you're <laughs> exactly, you're yeah. So, so on that basis, it's kind of like, well, is it cheating? Not really, but is it? Is it sort of against the ethos of the game? Most definitely. Um, yeah. And does it rob you of the player experience personally and make you then probably not play the game and not play the game as an active, enthusiastic, you know, member, yeah. a proper member of the community? Also, yes. So. I don't know. I think it's on this sort of fine line. Is it outright cheating though in a game where cheating is just doesn't exist? Then like technically speaking, probably no, but I would still very much advise yeah. against it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think what you said is very, very wise in that you're, you're cheating yourself out of the experience. You know what I mean? It's like, you're For sure. like in, in a way you did do the work, but not in the game. You know what I mean? Like I went to my nine to five so For I sure. could buy, you know, whatever items so I can be a cool guy of all my other friends. You know what I mean? It's so it's like 
Yeah, it's a weird thing. And and as you guys said, I mean, there's this is like an issue for like the past 20 years. Maybe, maybe that's a little too far, but this is like just been an issue. And I and I don't I don't know. It's almost just like a that was sort of his argument. It was just like RMTing is just inevitable and everything they're doing. Like at the time, I think he was just frustrated that. Yeah. I had to do with like found and raid selling on the flea market. I can't remember what it was, but. Anyways, he's like everything they're doing is just making my experience worse. You know what I mean? And, and, yeah. And, but then again, on the flip side, the RMT. You know, if you die to, you know, first day of white, the guy's wiping red room. You know what I mean? Like that. If you knew about that, you'd be like, okay, yeah. he was cheating out of my game experience. So it's like it's a hard thing to to balance. Hundred percent. I, I think that's the thing to remember is it's like you're it's not battle states and really any game developer here. It's not battle states fault that your experience is being affected. It's the cheaters fault because either your experience is affected by changes made to the game to combat cheating or inevitably one day your experience is dampered by somebody cheating Mm -hmm. and killing you. So it's like your experience, the potential for your experience being affected comes before battle state games does anything by people cheating. And if you got into a raid with a cheater, that affected your experience. Now, does that mean, like, you know what I mean? All the jokes of, like, once again, there's a, a billion shades of gray in between that. And it then, then it's Battle State's game, Battle State's job to set a line where it's like, okay, well, we're, we're going to affect your game experience this much. Because, like, all the memes going around, people are like, if we just, uh, Veritas tweeted, he was like, if we just make bullets not do damage, then I can't be cheated on. You know what I mean? And it's like, mm-hmm. that's an absurd, but like it, that truly means that like somewhere between me running into a cheater and my bullets not working, some there's a line and that line's going to be different for everybody. Right. But Battle State Games has to do something. And so they are going to do something and they're going to, they're going to have to say, well, here's the line. We're going to, we are comfortable affecting your player experience this much. And inevitably, some people won't care. Some people will care and some people won't notice or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, that's how it is. But that's like, that's the cheater's fault. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not Battle State Games' fault. It's not, you know, Amazon's fault or EA's mm-hmm. fault. Like, it's the cheater's fault. We can't expect, you know, we can't expect to convince the world to stop cheating at things either. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just yeah. like, well, I guess we're all along for this ride um you know as we as people try and figure it out because if they didn't if if yeah if bsg didn't care about the player experience and they wouldn't do anything right and you would just get cheated on and that feels Mm -hmm. bad too you know what i mean why are you doing anything about the cheaters why yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly exactly Yeah. So it's like people, I think people get it backwards when they see these changes and they think Battle State games, they're like, they don't care about the casual. They don't care about the player experience. They don't care about things. It's like, that's like the opposite. Like they're doing the thing because they're trying to prevent people getting cheated on and people, people's experiencing being ruined by cheating themselves, cheating on other people or buying everything and completely skipping the whole point of the game. You know what I mean? It's like, it's funny. Cause it's like, yeah, I, 
I remember when I was a kid, I don't remember when Age of Empires 1 came out, but I remember playing Age of Empires 1, and I remember looking at the cheat codes. It wasn't online, you know, I, I was a kid, you know, I, so I would get instant build and infinite resources, you know, I would just type 99999 for wood and stone mm -hmm. and stuff like that, and I would be like, this is sick, and I'd build my freaking <laughs> huge thing, and I would go stomp the, the AI before they even freaking constructed the thing. And because of that, I didn't play a lot of Age of Empires. You know, I, only, I, I played it for like 15 or 20 hours because it's like I can beat the game in 10 minutes. And how many times do you want to beat the game in 10 minutes before that's boring? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's just, yeah, it, it, it doesn't really, it never does what you want it to do. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I guess I don't know. I wouldn't feel good buying a I wouldn't feel like I won if I if I bought, you know, a meta mutant and a wrist tee and a slick and then went in and stomped on a level twelve on customs. Like I wouldn't feel like I won that fight. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I don't know. So Yeah, there's um Tobias put a, an interesting tweet up where he he was responding to somebody else, I think, and he said that legitimate users of whatever system always get inconvenienced when trying to prevent fraudulent behavior or something along those lines yeah. he was just like you know you have people who who steal and so we have locks on our door which means you have to unlock your door every time you leave your house is yes. it annoying well yeah i mean in the in the context of not having to unlock your door but it's better than having someone you know potentially and it also is a deterrent, right? he didn't he, i don't think he even went this far with the analogy but it doesn't stop somebody from coming and stealing your stuff it's just a deterrent. It makes it harder. Right. It means that less people are likely that's to a, do it. Right? That's the more a great... you, it doesn't need to be like, it doesn't need to 100% prevent it. You just need to put more barriers up to prevent more people from doing it and to make it yeah. less likely. And it's not a, it's not a catch all. It's, um, yeah. It's a, yeah. Trying to prevent as many people as possible from doing yes. it whilst not prevent, whilst not, you know, affecting the, the legitimate user experience. Like it just coming all, we're circling all the way back around to your point about um, Netflix earlier. Um, it's actually very similar in some ways with with Steam. Steam is also almost the same, um, and it's about you know service and that kind of thing. People used to torrent games all the time, and we were in an age of like pretty rapacious DRM management on CDs. And the only people that would have a problem is people whose discs were scratched, people whose internet connection was spotty because they were constantly trying to connect with these servers. Blah, blah, blah. And the hack copies had all of the restrictions removed. So it, all it did was end yeah. up hurting the legitimate users. And then Steam came out. It's just like, well, you've got auto updates. You've got all these things coming on Steam sale and da, da, da. And yeah, most people just use Steam now. It's just like, yep, it's just way 100%. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it reminds me of that. Exactly. It's just like... You have to draw the have to you have to draw the line in a in a in a careful way because otherwise yeah. if you hurt legitimate people too much then it's it ends up being being bad as well so it's yeah yeah it's it's not easy um, I did love and the, the unfortunate Empires, reality though. wait what I did love the cheat codes in Age of Empires though I still oh, remember yeah, the I mean, Empires of course, 2 one. dude yeah dude it's like it's yeah how do I turn this on with all the cars you like it, going to a, with all the little yes, dude yes <laughs> oh my god. Wow, like unlock the core memory there. Oh, um, Cheesesteak Jimmy's. Yeah, and it's just sure, like, and it's, and, and I had a conversation with somebody on like cheating. Uh, we had a conversation about cheating where it was like, did I cheat in video games when I was 11? And I was like, yeah, like I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I cheated in Age of Empires. You know, I, I went to cheatcc.com or whatever it was. Mm. I had a game shark, you know what I mean? And we did all this stuff. And it was like, and it was like, yeah. And, and I look back on that and I'm like, uh, yes, of course, I cheapen my own experience. 
but I, well, I wasn't hurting anybody else. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. And then the question was, but would you have when you were an 11, if it was an online game, like the reason you didn't do it in an online game wasn't because you were this moral bastion of society. (laughs) It was because online games were impossible when you were 11. And it's like, oh, shoot, you're right. You know what I mean? It's like, dang. And so I don't know if I could. I just don't know. So it's like I'm not in any way justifying cheating at all. um, At all. But it's just like. I guess I don't know. Everybody's song and dance always changes with how something is affecting them. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's like it's like, you know, people are super annoyed that they now have to put a capital letter, a lowercase letter, a special character in their password for their bank information. But when their money's gone, they're like, come on, bank, where's your security? And it's like, well, your password was password, you idiot. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't want to be inconvenienced until something bad happens to me. And then you should have prevented this from happening. Yeah. And at the end, at the end of the day, you know what I mean? That's where we are. At the end of the day, people just on average don't think critically enough to understand both sides of the coin, to understand that I want my life to be as affected as little as possible, but to understand that when my life is affected, whether it's door locks, passwords, or not being able to drop something, most of the time it's from some larger power trying to prevent something bad from happening to me and I don't like that until the bad thing happens to me. And then I'm sad you didn't do more. And it's, I get it. It's human nature. You know what I mean? But it's just like, just don't ask me what I like. I don't know. Like, you know, like don't, don't, it's like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like not you, but like, it's like chat. It's like, I don't know. Freaking Just play the game or play another. Like all I can tell you is like, play the game or play another game. Just, I guess. just out there, just like thinking about your life choices, squinting the screen, trying to click on every sidewalk in the BFG. Dude, like, yeah, and you're like, <laughs> no. and they just keep reappearing, and you're like, again, another oh one. I just want to change God, my profile. Oh Their capture is something. BFG is some of like the most like obnoxious like prevention, and sometimes it just comes up with the thing being like, this IP just doesn't work, and you're just like, I just lost the IP lottery today. I need yep. to reset my router and get another one because they've just they yep. banned this one for some reason. Like, it's yeah, it can be can so be weird. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's it's hard. I get it. Yeah. I get both sides. I don't have a solution. I'm frustrated at parts of it. It's like, we'll just see how she goes is the yeah. only answer I can give at this point, you know? Yeah. I think yeah. it I think once they get the some of the bugs and exploits and workarounds, I've heard I've heard some stuff, but I haven't really looked into it. But once they get yeah. that ironed out, I do think it's actually gonna be really effective. Um, as far as <clears throat> RMT, because my I, I I'll try to be brief here. I had a friend of a friend who um bought RMT, right? And this was back like two years ago, man. Like this was some time ago. Like it made me I, yeah. I, see. I can't even remember because I want to say Founder Raid wasn't a thing. I want to say that was the case because they mm-hmm. did. I remember him talking about it, they did. He traded like a bandage for an M4. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, and we all time. yeah, and that was sort of like I'm pretty sure they did most of it, if not all of it, on the market. But he got like a stick case. He got like a red rebel. Yeah. I want to say it was basically the story was he 
you know, got busy with work. He came back and he was like, dude, I don't want to do all this grinding again. So he bought RMT and we're like, no, what are you thinking? <laughs> Why are you doing yeah. this? So he buys RMT. And he's like, oh, it's not cheating, guys. But anyways, <laughs> dude, what a what a what a wild, wild conversation that was. So. I again, I think they did it mostly on the flea market. They might have went in raid and dropped the yeah. the items like the red rubble, because that's the thing, right? You put it in the container, you put it in the slot. It's like, boom, guarantee, like shoot me in the face. Yeah. I got the stuff, you know, so it made the transaction really easy. But I think it's going to like heavily cut that down because I assume that once they put in founder raid, the RMT ears were like, and hackers were like, okay, we'll just go on the raid and then drop them the stuff. Yeah. And because we have cheats, it's like, you're probably not going to die. You know what I mean? And if you do, yeah. I'll just refund you or whatever. So like, I can see, I can see it being really effective. And the question is, two quick things, you know, how is the player experience going to look like? Because once that new white pits, baby, it's like, oh yeah, man, oh, yeah. I can't give my buddy that hose he needs. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, we'll have yeah. to see how that plays. But, what are the cheaters going to do to pivot is kind of like my of what course. I'm interested in. And, in the, and on top because of they that, will. not only the, the RMTs, but the actual hack developers, you know, because if the market's no more for people to, to supply the RMTs, to, to supply the people who buy the RMT, if that's no yeah. more the market for the cheat developers, if the new market becomes, okay, now you just need an advantage, and like free cheats starts becoming really popular, like just like free wall, uh, uh, wall yeah. hacks, chams, whatever, you know, rendering your skeleton. If that just becomes like popular, that's like the that's like the teaser to get them like, oh, yeah, I can feel the power. I'm a real game. I'm just like yeah. that gamer, Jesse Kazam. I'm really good at the game now. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I definitely want to see how it plays out. You know, my initial impression, not a big fan, but talking to you, Jesse and Giga Beef, I definitely feel a lot. You know, it's not that bad, actually. It's, it's all right, you know. Dude, I mean, we'll see. Because, I mean, that's a good point. It's like, we, uh, if you're if you're all for it and you're like, BSG, great job. It's like, you can't do yourself the disservice of being like, this is going to be it. This is, we're going to win the war. You know what I mean? Because you're mm -hmm. like, what you said is like, how are the developers of the cheats going to pivot? Because they will, right? This is what they do for money. And yeah. they will, you know what I mean? Now, the hope is that like BSG can cut them off at more and more passes and kind of right. push them into a smaller and smaller corner, right? Like, yeah. let's hope that they can do that. But they're not going to go down without a fight for sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. And, and like, I think at the end of the day, like, right, like we said before, we only have half of the equation. I don't know how they cheat. I don't know what kind of cheats they use. I don't know how often right. it happens. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? I'm very hesitant to believe I interviewed a cheater and he said there's cheaters in every <laughs> raid. It's like, well, yeah, he yeah. wants you to think that. So you right. go by cheats because you right. think it's not that big of a deal. It's like, so I'm very hesitant to believe that, you know what I mean? But it's like, so, but I just don't know. So I only have half of the equation. So I'm very interested to see how they're going to pivot there, you know, a little bit. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the update today to the flea market with the um the tax yeah on items. the changes yeah. are there, very big right <laughs> yeah so i saw axel tweeted and he's uh he tweeted that he would he had a found in raid red rebel not red rebel he had a found in raid red key card and he was trying to put it up for 50 million and uh the tax was 129 million yeah so and uh, and Tiggs was doing the same thing with like a Red Rebel or a Taiga. He tried to put the Taiga yeah, up for 10, 10, it cost yeah. him 12 or something. And it's like, once again, that leads me to believe, once again, that they're going down the route of like, no, no, no. Independent of RMT and cheating, if you want the rare stuff, 
you got to go find the rare stuff. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. because that, that feels like, you know what I mean? And at that point, then there's all these questions of like, well, then what the hell is the flea market for? You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. You know, I, I like, and uh, I don't know. I mean, because I made that video a while, like a long time ago about like the whole concept of like the civilian flea market. Let's just yeah. remove, yeah. which we kind of have like half of now. Once mm-hmm. again, I don't believe that I uh, like, you know, came up with the idea and they watched it and they were like, that's a good idea. But maybe <laughs> it it uh, affected it all. But like, you know, my idea was no, nothing combat related, no ammo, no armor, no helmets, no visors, no guns, no guns attachments, no nothing, no melee weapons. Uh, and it was just like, it was just for, you know, barter items and other stuff. And like, and, and this dude, this is what I was going to say, because the real struggle we're in with this game is just like, what is the value of an item? And in day Z, you know, we talked about this earlier, the value of an item is directly linked to how much you need it. Yeah. If you're if you are super kitted and you've got a freak, I don't even know if there's grenade launchers in Daisy, but if you're thick and you're kitted and you are dying of food, you have no food, then beans are worth more than the seventh <laughs> gun you have in your bag. You know, right. you went to Northwest Airfield, you got this sick sniper, you don't want to part with it, but you're going to die. I don't have bandages or I don't have beans. That's that is what's valuable. And in Tarkov, it's just ruble per slot. Yeah, it's if there's a barter, well, how much are the bar? How much are the things I need for the barter on the flea? They're this much. Then what can what's the easiest way to get items that I can then sell for this much money to buy the things I need for the barter? It's all just and it's all just ruble per slot. It's all rubles. It has nothing to do with how much or little I need an item. So I think that's an intrinsic thing. If we're talking about separate from uh RMT and cheating, if we're talking about boosting or if we're talking about selling the highest value stuff, if they, if that's an avenue they're trying to combat too, then that's the question they have to figure out is how do you how do you make a Tarkov where you need something, but you're not just looking at it through rubles per slot? You know what I mean? Like I get dude, the amount of people that come in my chat and say I loot terribly. You know what I mean? It's like, no, ditch the gun, take off the attachments. It's like, I want the gun. I was like, maybe I need the gun later. You know what I mean? I want <laughs> the trooper armor is only 63.7K per slot. It's like, but I want the armor. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's yeah. like, and I was very vindicated when they took away the traders for five days. I got a stash full of stuff, bro. I got <laughs> yeah. armor, even crappy class four armor. I got armor, bro. I got helmets. I got I got guns. All you got is attachments and no guns to put it on. You have money and nothing to spend your money on. Ha! Like, I felt so good. You know what Uh, I mean? It was like, so... Such a good day to be a hoarder. Yes. (laughs) But it was like, how do you get... If that's the... Once again, if that's the way they want to go, how do you get the community to separate that ruble per per slot thing? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, we were talking... I was talking to Veritas about, like, what if... Like, let's say there's a universe where like level one traders are exactly the same, you know, level one proper, you can get some bare bones AKs and some 762 PS air, you know what I mean? And it's like, okay, what if like, as you leveled up, every higher level only unlocked barters, the only thing you could spend money on was level one stuff. And beyond that, it was all barters. And it's like, at level four, you know, 12 cartons of cigarettes and seven packs of milk, I can get a mutant. 
It's like, well, now if I want that thing, I've got to go find those things. So I'm not a woods main, but I know there's 87,000 technical crates on woods. I'm going to go to woods. I'm going to find my cigarettes. I'm going to get this. Or I'm going to get the ammo. I'm going to get this. Now, immediately, you're like, well, you would just buy the cigarettes off the flea market. So once again, I don't know, but it's like, but how do we get there? How do we get to a place where anything means anything other than money? Because yeah, all I mean, of these changes are always looked through that way where it's like, it's like, oh, man, if if well, now I can't sell anything on the flea market, that's so stupid. How else am I going to make money? It's like, well, mm -hmm. what if money's what if what if it was better to have a stash full of gear and less money than 50 million rubles and no gear? Like, what if that's the game they're trying to make? Well, if it is the game they're trying to make, they have to retrain the player because for a, up until this point, it's been money, right? Like that's been the, the whole point of everything is just to make money. And how do they do that? Once again, I don't know. I'm glad that I'm not making the decisions, but <laughs> it is interesting to think about. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. I mean, I, th I think that this wipe definitely we're moving more towards that. Like before yeah. this, you could just do anything with anything, everything. And it, it's about it's about the, uh, I'm not sure if even like fungibility is the right word, but like basically you can take, it's, it's a fundamental piece of game design decision-making from BSG as to whether you can take 100 crappy AKs with 50 durability and turn that into a meta M4 through a, a, a you know, transmutation alchemy process yep. called rubles right or yep, you cannot yep. do that right and, that, and that's yes. the thing yeah you know, if you if you can't just take the money from all the all the junk and turn it into awesome stuff then that's and that's different and, and you can't do that this white because of restrictions to the flea um and, yeah. and that kind of thing and we're, i feel like we're slowly moving that way and i know nikita said multiple times before that he wants to nudge the player base towards the end yeah. goal that he wants rather than just going snap here you go please delete it everything's fine in yeah. Off you For go, sure. have fun, right? So he's like slowly going to nudge us that that direction, which I think is good. Um, the the one piece of the puzzle that I personally think is missing, and me and Church have talked about this before, is finding raid barters, which you could then specifically carve out things, which means you need to go find those cigarettes in raid yeah. to get the high tier items. So maybe regular items can just still be normal barters. You can buy the stuff off the flea, but like maybe for the mutant or maybe for a fleer or maybe for whatever, something that's yeah. like in the top, top echelon, you have to go find those items or, or even some kind of, you know they, they don't really pay much attention to the the loot coloring you know how rare it is yeah kind of system. but they have like that in the game things right? that are purple and that's yeah, it. Like, like, yeah. so like you've got the purple stuff and there's the blue stuff and there's the usual white things they kind of have that but they don't it doesn't really matter in the game particularly yeah. some of them are a bit random but you could use a system like that to say you need to hand me five items of this particular tier like of the top the top tier because then you yeah, can find yeah, yeah. any of them and then go and get whatever mm. it wants something like that because Basically, what they're doing is, uh, I feel like they're just they're sort of doing roundabout ways to do things that they want using the systems yeah. they put in place, right? Because they're basically saying things like, okay, so red key card, we don't want people to be able to transmute AK74Us into red key cards. Into red key cards, yeah. That. We don't want that. But if you have items of high value, like greens, blues, thick items, whatever, you can barter rare items for other people's rare items that's still okay and by turning the flea market fee up a lot you basically delete the ruble section and you force people to do those bastards instead and yeah. I, I i feel like from a philosophical perspective that's where they're coming from saying you can trade two like a green and a blue for a red but you can't buy it up buy it with rubles and yeah. that's that's how i think that that gets done because they're just sort of cutting that money avenue off and just keeping it to barters on the flea. But I mean, look, it's, it's as you said, right, it's the problem yeah. with all these barters is that all the items in the game are just intrinsically linked in this big web of what you can make out of what. And, yes. You know, they pull the hex grid barter out and the items that were 
connected to that just fall fell to off the a cliff price, right? yeah, not yeah useful for anything anymore and so and and this is this is the thing so if you did more of that finding raid stuff then yeah some of those items wouldn't be that useful now um and they'd be more connected to what you could That's craft true. in the higher diet and if you couldn't then yeah they're just going to go back to their their base base price but i, I do think that finding raid items ha- would help to it's it's something that I've thought about for a while, and yeah. um, we've we've had discussions about it for ages. And there's other people in the community who've spoken to me about it too, about how you could really fix that. I mean, there's there's lots of ways that they could do it as well. There's, there's of course. lots of other, other ways. Um, we, we were brainstorming the other week about some interesting way of doing, say, like to get the mutant. It never comes as its own thing. Imagine it only comes as parts in boxes. You only get like the mutant yeah. or you know the the mutant like upper, and you slowly have to piece together over like multiple races. It never comes as one thing. Um, and then like even from there i was like stretching slightly further and being like you know so that you don't have such like ridiculous rng you're like dude i just i need the barrel i cannot get find the barrel anyway i'm gonna have to hit a million crates this sucks you could have like you know once a week maybe a quest with skier say or whoever and you could order a part and it's going to come in a day so you complete the quest and he'll order you a part or whatever so you just need the barrel but i can pick the part i want right so you get you get the so you have to do most of the work but to stop that final piece of rng you can then do the work for him and a day later That's he ships so you the piece. Then you can put together your mutant and you're like, dude, this is awesome. The dude that kills you inevitably with the Saiga 12 gauge with Magnum Buckshot picks it up and is just like, bro, a mutant, dude, this is insane. That... Like, it'd, be, it'd be great. That's such a good idea. Oh my God. That's such a good idea because you could just do that with like dailies. The dailies yeah. could be the daily rewards, right? Because like then they don't have to code quests. It's just they already have it right. in Oh my god. That would be so sick. That'd be so sick. It'd be interesting if like you can only get what that trader sold. So like if your daily came up for therapist, it's like, uh, I don't have any more ETGs. I could order an ETG. Or I could re-roll the quest and hope it pops up at a different trader. So that way it's not like everybody just ordering all the same parts all the time. Because there's always going to be a meta that forms. Oh my, dude, that's such a good idea. I'm like processing that. Because like, <laughs> that's the universe I want, right? Where it's like, I want the universe where like, you know, and, 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 and Veritas talked about this a lot in his history at Tarkov videos where like he shows tons of footage where it's like Operator Drewski and he was like, yo, these guys had stacked meta AKs, bro. And it was literally just a stock AK with a 60-round mag and a suppressor. Still had iron sights. And he was like, these guys were thick. And that meant so much that he found a 60-round mag and a suppressor. You know what I mean? And now it's Mm -hmm. like boring meta mutant, boring meta mutant. It's like, oh, this guy's level 12. How did he get a meta mutant? Boring. You know, it's like, oh my God. Like, there is no, there's no like, oh my God, this gun is sick. Like, it has everything, Mm -hmm. bro. Yeah. Like, you know, or like, or the interchangeability of stuff. Like a lot of the um, charging handles work across multiple different mm-hmm. gun platforms. So you kill a guy and he's like, oh, he's got, he, like, I don't really like this M4, but I want this M4 because back at the hideout, I can take the charging handle out and it's the last thing I need for this gun. You know what I mean? Like, and, and like, I think that's, I think that's really good. Because yeah, that's really cool. like, so, so should have yeah. been saying in chat, just to just read like, through chats a little bit, saying mind. like, you know, I'd, I'd want some balancing for people who can't play as much. And that's fine. And like in, in this world that I'm imagining, sure. 
it would only be the top level of stuff. Like you don't need mm -hmm. the mutant to play Tarkov. Of you don't course, need the yeah. mutant to play Tarkov well. Yeah. I've probably used the mutant five times this wipe, to be honest. Yeah. It's just, I've just not been focusing and, on those guns. But like, and there's some sort of scale of like the more you play, the more gear you need because the more potential you have to die. So like, mm -hmm. if you're a, if you know like if you can only have three daily quests, right? Like if you play less, then those three daily quests actually add more value to you because if you can complete them all you you know that that's three items and you're only going to play a few raids where it's like i can order my three items but i'm going to play all night long so i definitely agree there that there is some balance where it's not like with everything it's just for the highest tier stuff and that's not the only way to get the high tier stuff right like we all know that like if you have good positioning and good accuracy and you're only taking fights you know you can win you can kill people with a lot of stuff you know what i mean like you can get an adar and a bravo and for you know what i mean and i know i know gigabit you've done a ton of budget videos like you can freaking you can be proficient in this game with budget weapons and so by forcing all of the chads to do all the hard work for the meta stuff you know what i mean every once in a while you're gonna mose in a chad and he's gonna have mm -hmm. the meta stuff and you didn't have to work for it you know what i mean so yeah. um there's lots of ways to go about it, but yes, yeah. and and of course there are always unintended consequences that we don't expect, yeah. right? Because like it's impossible for us to think all those things. But off the top of my head, dude, that's such a good idea. And I was wondering, I, I going back to what we were talking about the flea market. I had never thought about this before. Tear this apart, like tear this idea apart, both of you, because I I I can't tell if it's a good idea or a bad idea or not. Found well, first of all, found and rate is weird. Before I even mm -hmm. get to the idea, found and rate is weird. Because that is the stupidest thing they could have called it. Because half of the items that are found in raid, you don't find in raid, and right. half of the items you found in raid aren't found in raid. That's that's big dumb. They should have just called it sellable and non-sellable or something. Mm -hmm. it, but but now they can't even do that because then after they introduce found in raid, they introduce quests that require found in raid items. Right. So it right. so the found in raid marker doesn't only it used to only the only reason it was there it was a sellable item or a non-sellable item. But now there are, it doesn't just mean that anymore. Now it means this, this can be a quest item or not a quest item or a sellable item or not a sellable item. And they've made that even more convoluted. So obviously that needs some work. Even if we keep it in the game, that just needs some work. Um, but like the flea market, everybody, you know, the, the big thing is like get rid of the flea market. Obviously not everybody wants that, but like it's a very extreme, the people who do want that, it's a very extreme view where it's like just get rid of the flea market, completely get rid of it. I had never really considered before, like, what if it was a barter-only flea market? Only. Because then, in order to get a rare thing, you have to have a rare thing. Mm -hmm. And maybe that rare thing is a lot of not rare things. You know, maybe somebody is selling a key card for, you know, 50 GPUs or 150 wires or something. But it's still then means every transaction ultimately ends up as a result of playing the game and being in a raid you know what i mean because it's like he's got a thick weapons case he's willing to give it up for 50 gpus or for this or for that or for this and it's like i can't then go buy the gpus to trade him i need to go find them or i've been saving like i don't know but that would just the concept of that it's like in order to get something you have to have something that's not just money that the UI would 
be terrible for that. The current UI. That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> the current UI for barters is a, is absolutely atrocious. And and that is for sure. I mean, it's like the things, the military corrugated tubes, the hunting matches, all the stuff in the beginning of this wipe that were the the um tax was way too much. It was awful. It was like the first 77 listings were for marked keys. And it's like, I don't have a marked key. Don't show me any that like, you know, so I don't know, but I don't know. Well, what do you guys think about that? Would that be a bad idea or a good idea? As a thought experiment, would only the flea market be like, let's assume they had the perfect UI implementation and it was like super. Yeah. Let's say it's just perfect. Flawless. Right. So you're saying the flea market would be borrow only. So would that only apply to the flea market? Like could, would traders, would you be able to buy cash currency and sell and get currency? Would that still be a thing? I think so. I think so. I don't know. Um, I'm just almost trying to like reverse engineer the problem that we talked about where it's like everything, every time, like, because then at least that would be way more of what you're saying, Gigabee Furley, where it's like snap. It's like, this is just a change. The game is different now. You know what I mean? Just like, just like, I don't know how long you guys have been playing, but it was like, there is pre-flea market and there was Mm post-flea market. Like those were different games. Like (laughs) that would be a different game for sure. But like, almost trying to reverse engineer the problem where it's like every time they add a step, like every time they add a step to this process that just convolutes it even more, I don't think it accomplishes their goal and it frustrates the players. So that's a hard thing. It's like, does it accomplish the goal and frustrate the players? Well, then maybe it was worth it. Does it not accomplish the goal, but it didn't really frustrate anybody? Then it wasn't that big of a deal. But if it doesn't accomplish the goal and it frustrates the players, that's just an L. Like, that's just an L. (laughs) And it's like, so, okay. So I can't list high-tier stuff on the flea market anymore Mm -hmm. because it's just a bajillion rubles. Well, all you're doing is making it harder to do those things. Like, the chads are going to figure it out. Like, tomorrow, there's going to be a new meta thing to grind money for, buy the things, barter for the thing sell the thing and now buy the taiga like it's not it's not getting rid of it right like it's like it's there's good they're just making it harder and if and as long as that's happening why are we doing this you know what i mean so it's like if we're trying to reverse engineer from the solution where it's like well okay if if money if we don't want money to be this magical resource that transmutes any one thing into another thing then what are the use cases for money? In this case, maybe just buying from traders. You know what I mean? And this other thing can be different. And like I said, it could be a terrible idea. And there's probably a million implications that I don't know. But it's like, and of and of course, like I said, the atrocious UI around barters would have to be changed. But like, it's just, it just feels like a lot of the changes don't accomplish the goal and frustrate the players. And so I don't know. I don't know how to go about it. Yeah, it's tricky. I don't, my, my gut my gut is that either people just would end up not using it because it would be too annoying or that you just wouldn't be able to find the stuff. It's, it's one of those things where, like, in principle, I think it's kind of cool. Like, the idea of yeah. PMPs, like, oh, I've got this and you've got this. But just, like, I, I feel like the practicalities just might be too 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 difficult to make True. it sensible. It would, it would basically be a complete reversal of an like filter by item would basically it would it would be a complete reversal it would be required search it would be it would be i want this and i have this to barter 
and I yeah. would throw that up on the flea market and hope somebody cared. And you would peruse the flea market by saying, I found a green key card, right click required search, what are people willing to give me for it? That it would that would basically be the way that the mm-hmm. customer would interact because it would be so niche to say, I have a green key card, I want 67 right. of this. And it's like the, the reality of you finding the one person that's looking for a green key card, boom. It would be the seller perusing the market, not the buyer. The buyer would be like, I want this and I got a whole bunch yeah. of this and I'm just going to put this up on the market and in a few and hope, but that's it. But I'm going to keep playing the game, but I'm just going to hope. But the, the, the seller would be perusing the market saying, that's the one, that's the best deal that's on right now. And I need these things. So I'll take it because then, at, then it, once again, in my hypothetical, there could be tons of other things that are affected here. In my hypothetical, we're a step closer to, well, how important are those beans to you? You know, in day Z, it's right. like right now, really important. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I found a green key card, but I really want to get my Bitcoin farm up and I don't have any CPU fans or PSUs. Right. So right. I might trade that green key card for a total value of only 250,000 rubles because right now that's what's important to me. I might do that. I might make that trade. Right now, I never will. Because I know people are going to pay. Like, you know what I mean? I know I can just throw up the green key card for $25 million, And I know in a few days, somebody's going to buy that. So with the current system, you'll never accept a lower value. Because why? Yeah. Because money is what we're talking about. But if we're talking about barters, you're like, ah, oh, you know what I mean? Maybe I'll take a few less GPUs so I can get this now. So I can get my hideout upgraded. So I can do this. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting. As, as you say, it's a complete like rework. So complete reversal of how it would be used. Yeah, and, like yeah, yeah, ripple yeah. effect. You know, the spider's web. You like cut through your whole like side of the 100%. web. hundred percent. All these ripple effects. So I don't know, but yeah. but yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of the same. The issue now, right? It's just like I've had this Merin key sat forever. It's probably worth nothing anymore. Um, I ended up getting rid of one of them, and um, but it's just like you look through and you're just oh, people want the Merin key plus this. Yeah, oh, I don't have that. Okay, well, plus this. Oh, but I don't have that either. And they want or they want two, and they want a Dorm's Mark key. And I'm like, well, none of these are really of any exactly. use. Exactly. Like, try to find the one that's like just specific to your thing. Like it's yep. the wrong way around a bit. So exactly, and that's and 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 that it feels like they're they're backing themselves into that as opposed to starting there because like i said now for a taiga nobody's going to have enough for snail people are only going to have enough for barters and because because it's a um i don't know buyer's market selling market because the the buyer is the one perusing the market it'll always be frustrating because like in order to buy a barter from the flea market all the things i'm going to give to you have to be found in raid Mm -hmm. so like you said you've got a marin key you click required search and it's like oh but i don't have a marin key and a founded raid marked key i don't have right. a marin key and a this i don't have a marin key and a that so they're backing the community into a worse version of what i just described because it's like well now the taiga tax is crazy so now it's only going to be barters for taigas but if i want a taiga i'm never gonna have everything that the person is asking for because who has 50 found and raid gpus you know what i mean who has uh, six marin keys and three found and raid like so now what now what they have is like once again I'm not as married to this idea as it sounds like I am I'm just the thought experiment here yeah, because yeah. now right we have a worse version of both we have a super convoluted version of a ruble based flea market because certain things have a tax of 7000% and certain things have a tax of like 6% so that's convoluted and not very great for the new player experience because it's like what the hell why what what 
And we have a worse version of the barter economy because now red key cards, taigas, marin keys, dorm keys, hunter matches, all these things are forced into a barter only. But because the UI sucks and because of the way found and rate is structured, that's a worse version too. So it's like, I'm trying to think like at the rate BSG is making changes and the changes they're making, what's the logical conclusion of this? Like where's, who's going to have, you know what I mean? Like no food after midnight had the ammo charts. Who's going to have the Google Excel spreadsheet on what you should list for rubles, what you should list for barters, what the most optimal barters are. That's the logical conclusion. And that's immersion breaking to me. That doesn't Mm. feel good for the player to not know what has monetary value, what has a barter value, what's the meta barter, what's the most value you can get from the barters, as opposed to just saying, turn around and start from the other way. Right. What do I need? Yeah. I've got this thing. Does anybody want it? I need this. That just kind of feels, I don't know. Like I said, I'm totally not. I'm just like, I'm trying to push the, Mm -hmm. push the limits and see, see what, see what happens i don't know and and for me that's what makes the early wipe gameplay so invigorating dude like yeah you know i could drop this army bandage for whatever loot item but if i get a bleed you know and it's late and it's yeah, late wipe yeah. and i don't have a lot of meds on me you know i got slices of cheese you know what i mean that army bandage is gonna yeah. come in handy so it's like it really makes like yeah i really want more loot you know a few extra rubles but i also want to make out of this yeah. raid <sighs> yeah i what I suspect is if they were to do a barter only flea market, there like if we took a snatch a snapshot of this current where we are in the wipe, and sort of like of the economy, I guess I, could, I should say, I would suspect that there would be like a fiat currency where basically an item becomes the new ruble essentially, and and to mm. me, I would suspect maybe like. 762 bp or something something that's like yeah. a lot of people want you know what i mean it's like useful for yeah. a lot of players uh, and maybe and this is kind of the weird part is like with crafting what maybe it would evolve to is like everything would be traded into like power cords so it's like you take the or or green gunpowder but let me stick with the, the power cords example so you take the power cords you know if you want the uh red key card it's you know 132 power cords it's like fine i got it you know here they are um yeah maybe that's not a good example i'm trying to think of a craft that you can craft produce fountain rate items and then put it back into the hideout mm. to produce more fountain rate because what i could see happening is like you get you get all those power cords i craft wires now i sell the wires to therapists i got the rubles you know or some sort of yeah, like yeah. circulating craft but that's why i was thinking the, the 762 BP sure. thing, like if you got the blue gunpowder or red or green gunpowder, then you take that, craft the bullets. Yeah. Now you put the bullets up for the other item you want to get. That's just, true. Because you can craft know. the green gunpowder and you can craft the blue gunpowder, and then you use those two gunpowders to craft the BP. Oh, that's and then right. now Yeah. Yeah, dude, yeah, for sure. I don't know. And of course, and like every layer has more layers. Like a lot of yes. these ideas only work <laughs> if the if the loot if the loot economy changes, right? Like, I don't mm-hmm. think anybody's superbly happy with like 90% of the time they see a box of ammo on the ground, it's Keter ammo. It's oh. like, come on, man. Let me let me find some 5.56 five, out here every once in a while. You know what I mean? Like, so everything touches everything else. What can I find? What can I find? How often can I find it? And, and it's all, it's hard to, it's hard to theorycraft because there's always those 
stop gaps. There's always like, yeah, but then it's, well, what about the quests? And it's like, you're like, yeah, they really have kind of like weaved themselves into a really complicated system that's hard to change. Yes. And, yeah, and, and anybody they, who hasn't seen, uh, sorry, Chacha, for anyone who hasn't no, seen, like Veritas put a, a tweet up referring his own post like a year and a half ago or something. If yeah. anybody hasn't gone to see the flowchart that he put up, you should genuinely go and see it. It's like the, the Finding Rage flowchart. Because you think like, oh yeah, you know, Find It in Raid, yeah, and then it's on a player, it's not Finding Raid, da da da. But like when you look at his flowchart, you're like, oh my God, there are so many things like there the crafts, the, you know, the, there's, all, there's just like so many if reasons. You die. Like, if you die, then it's not, and then it mm-hmm. is, if you hear it. And that's, that's the, I think it was one of the very first things he said about it that always struck with me which is they've called it finding raid and it's the most unintuitive system ever because if you kill a player in raid and you take their stuff it's not finding raid if you craft an item outside of raid it is finding raid and that yep. just, for new players it's just like you know it's just yep why is if it you like find this? an item and you put it in your secure container and you die with it you still have it but you didn't find it in raid even though you did because yep. it was in raid that you put it in your container but you die with it so now it's not found in raid anymore <laughs> crazy church what okay you yeah it's like all? yeah sure yeah i don't I know i think from hearing you guys talk and thinking and and i think kind of stepping back like a thousand foot view if you will i think bsg needs to decide or define what type of works can get uh, or what's not works but what type of work can you do that will get you to certain and how I guess and how valuable that work is. Yeah. So, like for example, you know, in like the the first very first iteration of flea market, you know, everyone's work in the game was defined by the ruble, and you could get anything yeah. by the ruble, and it, and it was that's the most valuable thing. Now we're kind of like shifting away from that a bit. If you want to get a AACP, you better be level forty five and have um, unlocked it from Ragman yeah. or killed it off a raider or found it in raid. You know, yeah. you can't ruble that work is not. Yeah. doesn't qualify so i think they need to like figure out okay because this is like how it kind of ties into it too as well and they got to balance it of course but you know like for example scaving like man you could just like spam scav over and over once you're level 15 and it's just like boom man you could get ah yeah. you just have i know gun modders are just like freak out when they first get this game is like what i can do all yeah. this stuff to my guns heck yeah so anyways i think they yeah. got to attack it from a very like top level approach yeah. and, and sort of define it that way. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. It's our Wow. <laughs> On a completely different note, unless there's any closing. No, I mean, no, no, no. You guys have, um, it's, it's always, it's always a big one. Have you, this is a completely different. It's totally separate. It's like taking a total U-turn off of something else. Let's do it. Have Let's either do it. of you guys seen, the legendary work, like, so we have some seriously talented people in the space in Tarkov. Yeah. It's insane. Have you guys, I'm going to mention them both at once because you reminded me before when we were talking about Lightkeeper. Have either of you seen, I'm sure you have, John B's song, The Lightkeeper? Oh my God. <laughs> so yes. good. And John also, is nuts. also, Junker's video, the new Out one he control. did, The Wipe. Oh yeah, it's dude, he. Insane. How many hours, dude? Thousands of hours. <laughs> animating and and like yeah oh it's it's epic it is absolutely epic yeah i'm just astounded that we've just got such it's just it's just like the the level of like talent and creativity from some of the people is just like is nuts we actually had john b on here once and like his really was just like so 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 high um and it's really funny because he's like you know 
UK drum and bass producer. Like he's yeah. a bit older than, mm-hmm. than our generation. And um, it's like one of, my, one of my friends from like back home, like knew of him separately through the drum and bass scene. It was that's just like, funny. you've got John V on the on your podcast. Like that's nuts. That's I was so like, great. I know. And he streams Tarkov. Like it's such a weird like crossover. Dude. And he's, I'm like, yeah, listen to this song. He's made this sick drum and bass track about, about the light keeper. He's just like, what Dude. are you doing? This is mental. Like, <laughs> that's so great. Yeah, that's he awesome. is insane. I love that stuff. Yeah, the content creation side of things is so sick. And I like, I want more of it. You know what I mean? I want like raid replays and I want like <gasps> offline with friends. I want to be able to free cam around. Like, I know that that's a very niche thing that they shouldn't be working on over right, putting right. the game out. But like, I just, I dream about that. You know, the the, the ability to to make content right. it's just like, like that. I don't know how, how much influence do the videos that the Rust guys make have over the players coming into the game. Like these videos get literal millions of views. It's crazy. And it's very rare to get Tarkov videos to that same scale, yeah. right? You just don't, the storytelling just isn't the same. I mean, Church have talked loads about like the, the structure of the game is just different and each raid is its own separate thing and blah, 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 blah. Right? You've got an ongoing story in yeah. Daisy and in Rust and there's revenge and all sorts, right? So there's, there's yeah. reasons for that. But also you can just make this content so much more easily in, in other games. You know, for people, sure fiddle around with sp tarkov and stuff and you know, no one really wants to talk about it yeah. and it's all very very weird but um you know i mean i'm, I'm pretty sure because you see some of the stuff that junkerston hears and I'm, I'm sure you use that for certain pieces of the app yeah. as well. there's no way you can get those shots otherwise but um exactly but yeah i mean it's just like when you see a video like that and it's just i i really just don't even know i mean the dude's been doing it for such a long time as well yeah um, and 100%. each time it gets better and better and like there's some of the clips there's like the doom bit with the double barrel he like oh my the guy's god going for the for the um for the pocket watch and he's like unreal it's so frenetic and energetic and there's just so much to it and it's so good it's so good. Oh, I wish it's there was so a good. That. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the it's sort of like a little bit of the precursor that I guess is kind of the the blender thumbnails thing, which is also like yep. super sick. Like people doing the super high quality renders for the thumbnails. Um, I can't remember who started that exactly. I think it was like was it like the, the Trey Gang, like those those guys. Yeah, like Ping One Three D. There was a the yeah, exactly. there was a few guys, a few Rust thumbnail artists mm. that got into that early and did a few Tarkov thumbnails and yeah. And it, and it opened the floodgates for sure, which I'm happy about because I think it pushes the YouTube medium of Tarkov forward. We've seen yeah. some of the mm-hmm. most insane. I've commissioned several and it's like, they're like works of art. I'm like, oh my oh, there's, God. Which, which video was it of yours? And I, I did the, the most insane. recently the leg meta one. I did the leg meta and um, it was, uh, I literally sent him a screenshot from the movie Old Boy and I was like, make this, <laughs> but on factory with me shooting people in the legs. And he was like, bet. And it looks so sick. Oh my god! Yeah, it's so good. So yeah, yeah it's it's cool. I, and and I, so I love that. I love the content creators. I know like Fair TX was like a huge. Mm-hmm. He was like one of the first to try and push that forward and do more s- proper storytelling in yeah Tarkov. You know what I mean? And not just highlight videos. You know right. what I mean? And so it's uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how that goes. Speaking of that, like, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on uh, the arena, because I think it ties into, like, everything. I made a video recently how I think it's the most important thing to happen to the game ever. Um, I think it has insane implications for the game, and so I'd I'd love to hear what you guys thought, because there's been a little bit of news about it, and he was talking about it recently on one of the podcasts, and uh, he said that he wanted us to have our hands on it this year. I mean... Mm -hmm. Streets has been next patch since 2017. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Keck W. But uh, I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts on Arena? 
Dad, you want to take it first? No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my thoughts on it, I, I think it's going to be really, really good for the game. I genuinely think it's going to be really good because I just feel that from hearing everything Nikita has said over the years, that the core game of Tarkov is going to continue to go the way that it has been going for the last couple of years, and that it's going to get more survival-based, less competitive, less PvP, because, again, we've had conversations previously about inertia and about how it you know, lowers the skill gap at the top end and this kind of thing, but it's the way that they want the game to be, and they want the game to be more tactical and, and slower paced. They don't want it to be jiggle peeking rushing like cod star gameplay like high octane yeah. and and it and it takes away something from the guys who play in that way when they implement yeah. these features in, in in that sort of sense and so i think that arena is going to give those players something mm-hmm. dedicated that is more like what they yeah. want i hope anyway i mean it, we'll see exactly For how sure. it's working out sure. but i hope it will give them that that they want a, a tarkov or a game that feels like Tarkov, it is Tarkov, but it has the competitive elements they're looking for as well with high-performance servers and, and all those other things that these people would really like to see. And it'll be interesting as well because I don't know how it's going to be formulated, but I was talking actually, was, was it the... It was either this stream or, or the last stream. I was talking about how you know new players getting into Tarkov, it's super, super rough because you just don't get to practice your gunplay for like the first 50 hours because you walk into customs and you get shot in the head and you walk into yes. the woods and then you get shot in the head and then you go yes. to the factory and then you get shot in the head and you're just like, dude, can I just like, can I just have a gun fight with gun. something? Yeah, yep. like, can I just, yeah. And it's like, it doesn't even matter what you take. You could take, you take the AKM, you take the SKS, you just take a, you know, the M9. They're like, it doesn't matter. You just get shot in the head no matter what you do because there's, there's spawns and there's terrain and there's ballistics and there's all, and you know, maybe you see the guy before you die right but it's yep. like it takes you so long before you get to actually fight back whereas in normal games and you know cod is the first one obviously that comes to mind yeah you just play and you just spawn in and go 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 and you get enough experience to at least compete with other people and you might not be yeah. the best or you might be average or whatever but at least you can you can play and you can compete and so it doesn't put as many people off so i think it actually might be a great thing for lowering the barrier to entry for these for newer players to get in and like oh you know i'm the main game is just like really roughing me up let's just go and play some factory arena where maybe you go in with i don't know how it's going to be done because they said you can bring your kit in for from real eft as well so maybe they'll separate it out they might just be i mean it'd be cool if there's just random servers where everybody just gets the same gear and they might be then play play for stakes kind of thing so they might you know might just be like free play ones where it's just you get anything and everyone's on the same playing field play for stakes where you know there's maybe different criteria of what you can and can't bring in it'd be kind of cool if you almost had like a you imagine if you had like a boxing type of like scenarios you've got like lightweight you know heavyweight you can only spend a certain number of rubles or or something along those lines or maybe you can only have a certain amount of weight i don't know so something like that so there'd be different classes or tiers a server where your kit is random everybody gets the same kit but nobody knows what they're getting because then then that pushes people into like like who's really good you know who's good Mm -hmm. with a mutant and who's really good yeah who's got good positioning or who's just you know hold that because it's like what if we all have freaking tosses you know Mm -hmm. willers is gonna win every time 100 (laughs) percent of the time willers is gonna win with no matter what you know what i mean so it's like I, yeah, I agree. I didn't mean to interrupt, but yeah, there's no, a lot. No, 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 that's, that's fine. That's fine. So yeah, so I think I think the combination of that and hopefully, I mean, they've said forever that it's coming, but like the duo co-op offline, um, yeah. the combination of those two things, I think will be some of the best additions for new players personally, just because it allows people to practice the guns. Because I remember when I first started playing was post Flea. So Flea was already in, but it was pre-hideout. And 
I think just like at the beginning, I didn't really even realize that offline mode was a thing. So I was just like, well, how do I even practice with with the guns? And it's just, it, yeah. and you're playing against scavs as well. It's just, it's just different. It's not the same. And scavs, I think scavs were relatively easy when I first started playing because they've gone through. <laughs> you know, they were easy oh, sometimes, and super oh, hard. And, like they just keep like flipping between. I think we're we're definitely in a mode of hard scavs, and we have been for a while, which is which is you know, I like it, but that's that's just me personally. Um, but I think, look, I think Arena's going to be going to be good. It really depends on how they do it, but I can yeah, only see right. it bringing benefits for the player base in general and giving people an outlet. And sometimes it would be nice to just, you know, you've, or maybe, you know, finishing up a stream, you've got half an hour to go, whatever you're like, right, let's just go play some Arena for half an hour. You know, That's it's just great. easy way to just unwind at the end um, and that kind of thing. And then you can, as, as you said, right, you can then have those, everyone's got the same loadout. You can have proper competitive ladders yeah. and, and, you know, even tournaments sure. in there and that kind of thing. I, I, I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be really good. Exactly. I, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I feel like what you just did was exactly what I did, where it's like when you started, you were like kind of indifferent about it. And by the end of you yourself describing how many benefits it could bring, you were a little bit more excited about it than when you started talking. And so, that's yeah. Exactly. Because that's why I'm so excited about it. Because I will play it not that much. Like I'll play it. It'll be super fun. But like I, you know, I want Tarkov. I want survival. I want I want to trade, you know, my left arm for some beans. I want to get into those moments where it's like I like oh my god, this is insane. The in new adventures. But the more I think about Arena, the more I see it affecting everything. Because like literally, like think about there's like three buckets you could put almost every single escape from Tarkov player in you can put them in new player and if you're new you have no idea what you want out of the game you don't know if you want <laughs> arena you don't know if you want open world you just need to know what the hell a salua is right. and how to pronounce it you know what i mean it's like i i gotta find i gotta, gotta go to customs and kill five scabs like when you're new you have no like you're just learning you're soaking up this game mm -hmm. and then by and large of course not everybody but by and large then you have the people that want immersion and realism and longer raids and harder stuff, you know, secure, you know, limit the secure containers, all this stuff. I want stuff harder to get. I want it slower combat, you know, by and large. You've got that bucket of people. And then you've got like, I I want to glue my forehead to the W key and I just want to kill everybody. You know what I mean? And none of those players are wrong for wanting to do that in mm -hmm. one of the most unique video game experiences we've had in decades as far as shooters goes, and that is Escape from Tarkov. And everybody wants to do that. And everybody wins if the arena is done right. The new players win, absolutely, like you were saying, because like it's a place, because they've said before, I got something in my eye, they've said before that they wanted there always to be, like you can always play. There's always a kit. You know what I mean? Like, and I, once again, I don't know how they're going to do it with certain servers where they have said that the games are going to be linked. So maybe you can pay a certain currency and bring your mutant. But if you die, you lose it and you can't use it back in Tarkov. Who knows? But they've said that they always want you to be able to play. So if you're new, you get to go and you get to fight players and you get to PvP and you get to learn the game because you're exactly right. You could spend 10 hours before you actually get into a firefight with somebody. And then you start learning one of the most complex weapon... Uh, manipulation systems in video game history it's like you could be 10 hours in before you realize that the gun you were using is a scav gun and it malfunctioned well now what do you do what's the recoil patterns of these guns what are the calibers wait what do you mean the sks has 14 different ammo types that all fit in it what is that ammo type like the fact that you're like 10 hours in and you're just now learning those things because it's the first time you ever got into a firefight 
being able to just hop in and do something. And then you've got the top end of people that exactly like they get to level 70 in six and a half hours after a wipe. And then they're frustrated because they're bored. And I get it. And it's like, well, now all these people have a place to go and grind out and be competitive and, um, you know, put people on a level playing field and not get dead raids or not just go around bullying Timmy's. They have that place to go. That benefits everybody else. You know what I mean? It feels like, feels like then the Tarkov game, I feel like there will be so much less resistance to these nudges more towards the slower game when the people that don't want that have another place to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and so it feels like it feels like it could be just absolutely huge. And and I don't know about you, but it feels like they have been, it feels like they've had almost this like identity crisis where they're trying to play the midfield. Like they're like, ah, we'll add this, but we're, we won't add it too strongly or ah, we want this or like the recoil, but we don't change recoil too much, but it's still pretty laser beamy. And then you get all this stuff in the middle that feels weird, right? Like recoil. Mm-hmm. Like this patch feels worse for recoil than ever. Because... Yeah. It's meaningless. The numbers are meaningless. Yeah. My, you know, a nine mil vector has twenty-two vertical recoil, and it is infinitely easier to hold a five-five-six scar or a mutant on target. Mm-hmm. And why the mutant has sixty-two recoil, the vector has twenty-two. What does that number mean? I don't know, man. I, yeah. I used to know. I don't know anymore. You know what I mean? Like, so I mean, we could have a whole conversation on that. Done a lot of deep diving into that, but yeah, it feels like everything kind of lands in between what the chads and and the casuals, which I hate those terms, but Mm -hmm. once again, by and large. And if we just separate them, (laughs) you know what I mean? It just feels like the easier way to be like this is this and this is this. And what's crazy is that they've always wanted to do this. That's what helps me too. Like this isn't like a, this isn't a big dev shift. This isn't a response to the way people are playing. Like I found forum posts as early as like 2017 and wiki pages and all sorts of stuff from, from people referencing the arena. And it was, it, it, and, and it originally was actually supposed to be like lore supported that there was like an abandoned shopping mall that was turned into a gladiator arena by the people that stayed behind. And that's what, that's what happens. Like that's what, mm-hmm. so it's like, it makes sense. It's lore supported. It's something they've always wanted to do. And it just so happens that as the game has progressed, the the need for it in my opinion has skyrocketed you know as you know drops happened and now we now when it wipes we've got two hundred thousand people playing tarkov it's like this feels like such a win for everybody that plays tarkov yeah even if you don't ever want to play the arena it's still a win for you because your raids are most likely going to play out more like you want it and it's not going to be like one and a half pixels of a right side peek through a voodoo you know what I mean? Like it's going to be somebody that wants to fight. Yeah, I don't know. So, man. It's- those people who want to do that can go and do that. Right? And I, I feel like, from the way that I see it, it's almost because uh, a lot of listening to a lot of the guys. And by the way, like thank you so much for doing that podcast with the with the with the chat. Yeah. Because that was, like, oh yeah, you know, so good for the community. I think because just like bridging that gap, it was it was awesome. Yeah. Um, but like hearing what they were talking about, you know, like twelve eleven and some of the previous patches, because I think you know, a lot of people enjoyed twelve eleven quite quite a lot it was sort yep. of the, the it was actually quite a good the game was in a good place in general recall felt good and the balancing felt okay yep. and what you ended up with is effectively the system where players like me 
I mean, I'm only, only going to speak for myself, but I'm probably the most casual player of all the content creators up until, <laughs> up until now anyway. Um, so we'll see. But, you know, in some ways, it's kind of a good thing. But um, so yeah. people like me will basically just stay on the regular maps and never go to labs because I'm just going to get destroyed. But I mean, I've heard you talk about this before, though, as well, because the guys on there are just absolutely insane. You don't even need Out to run into a cheater and I will get killed five raids in a row, right? So yeah. it doesn't even really matter. So you had like the normal player base. They're just playing the game. They're playing on the regular maps and you've got the guys who are just completely cracked and they want PvP and they're playing against each other on labs. And for me, just the, the way that they're trying to do this and the way that they want it to end up with is you basically take that player base from labs. You put those guys into arena because that's what they really want. They shouldn't really be on labs because labs is supposed to be the end game, like final secret thing that you have to go through all these to get to. It shouldn't just be people just going next, 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 next with yep. the stick and, you know, HK with the PK06 back before everything was, everything oh was my changed. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to, so you need to move. So those people needed to move somewhere else to arena because now they're locked off from labs but now they're kind of frustrated because like they're having to play the normal game because now they can't even get labs cards from viewers as well and stuff and then people can't just yeah. find labs all day and so they've their, their place has sort of been removed a bit I, do, I feel that the update has swung towards the more casual side of the player base in in 12 12 yeah. in particular and i can see why those guys are a bit frustrated because they have had their their home sort of removed yeah a little bit. yeah um i do feel for them i really i really do i really do um and it's yeah i, th- I think it's gonna be great for them to be able to go and do that and do the PVP and get sure. the get the sick plays and be playing against people of the same caliber as them. Because as you were saying, right, it's like it's it's not good for either they're just in enjoyment of the game or for the content that they're trying to produce, running around various maps, killing people who are level six, fifteen, whatever, right? It's just easy for them. They won't be playing with other guys who are level seventy and absolutely cracked out their mind. Because when they win, they win big and, and they feel like they've really achieved, right? When you go up to the guy's dog tag and he's level thirteen, you're just like, Well, where's the fun in that, right? Yep. Um and that's what Arena is going to bring for, for them, which I think is going to be fantastic. While the main game continues the path that it's going down now towards more of a game that I enjoy. And um, all of the all of the middle of the road things that frustrate people can be made better. Because like 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 looting, you know what I mean? Like I get frustrated when somebody like when I'm looting and people are like, oh my God, you know, take this, take that, min max this, <laughs> oh, go back for this, go back for that. And it's like, it's so hard. It's overwhelming. It's like they, they just don't even have to loot. Like, you know what I mean? They're just not right. even they, it's just it's just killing people. It's like how much time like these guys like a, like a, I think there was a wipe Willers was like level 68 and he didn't he hadn't touched his hideout. He didn't even he hadn't even done his generator. You know what I mean? Like because why? Like and they, maybe it wasn't Willers. But it was somebody. And so it's like it's this concept of like all of the other stuff that's in Tarkov is just like unnecessary if that's how you want to play the game. It's so annoying to have to go to the traders and buy key cards and buy this. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. the, like a lot of the people that are frustrated with the ammo restrictions, right? Like you don't see level 13s frustrated that they can't buy more than 30 M61 because they can't afford seven M61 because it's 17 USD around. You know what I mean? They're like, oh my God, that's expensive. It's like all of these things that are like added to the game to prevent these guys from being able to get whatever they want whenever they want because all they want to do is have anything they want and then go against other people that have the same stuff. It's like, I think a lot of people think that these guys want to stomp Timmy's and they don't. That's like super no. lame to them. They're like, that's super boring. It's like, it's like, yeah, I want a Slick and an Alton and an HK, but I want to fight somebody with a Slick and an Alton and an HK. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, don't, I don't even, they don't even necessarily want to have this distinct advantage over their enemy. They just want to be able to have the best of the best and their enemy to have the best of the best and made the best man win. And so it's like all of this other stuff 
can be made better and and more fun to interact with when these people don't have to interact with it and put it down because it's like they don't want that anyway. So it yeah. just feels like there's a real opportunity here to push the game forward with the, with the arena to push every single person who interacts with this game to make their experience better with arena. And so the more I thought about it, I'm like really, really interested to see what they have planned for it. Yeah, me too. It's, it's interesting you say that because like, again, like the talk that you did with the, with the guys, like I can't imagine playing the game without using the hideout. Like it's, it's just like a whole yeah. new thing, right? When you see personally, like, you know, in, in jest, but like, Tweeted a load of people being like, you guys haven't donated to the Lightkeeper or whatever. And like, Landmark's just like, yeah, I don't have the scav case. Hyper's like, yeah, I don't have the scav case. It's just like, what? Like, really? What? He's trying yeah, to play the game I... without upgrading this stuff? Like, yeah. I want <laughs> more. Funny, I, want, I want a bigger hideout. I want more things to grind more for. To upgrade, you know I mean? like, more to upgrade. Yeah. 100%. We were talking the other day about how I wish there was a larger stash space that EOD people could grind for too. Make it 100 million rubles. I don't mm. care. Like, I want, I want stuff to grind for yeah upgrade and do now this has been the best wipe for that ever there is more to do at the end than ever i'm level 65 right now it's the highest level i've ever been in target i've only been level 60 one other time and i got to level 60 before the game wiped <laughs> like and i'm 65 now and who knows when the wipe is and it's because i can't get enough of stuff to do i've got dailies i've got weeklies they're all sorts of end game tasks like uh i grinded a task and get the untar armband there's the kill 20 PMCs on woods without wearing armor and you get the train hard armband and then you get Kappa and you get that armband and you get the Kappa container. And there's like, there's so many end game quests that give tons of experience and cool rewards, but like nothing that like, like nobody's really mad. They don't have the untar armband. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, if you don't have 80 <laughs> yeah. hours a week to play Tarkov, it's like, you're not missing out on much. You know what I mean? It's blue. Right. Yours is yellow. <laughs> it doesn't matter, you know, but it gave me something to do and sure. I've loved it. So there's, there's more of that stuff than ever, but I want more separated from the quests. I want I want level seven Bitcoin farm. You know what I mean? I want eight more <laughs> modules in the hideout. I want in a bigger stash I can grind for. Like, um, because because that's I don't know. It, it's there's purpose in it. You know what I mean? And it's not just like yeah. I've always wanted there to be more to it than just go and kill somebody and leave. I want there to be more to it than the ruble count. You know what I mean? And so like the fact that there's stuff to grind for quests, hideout. I love that stuff. But yeah, a lot of these guys are like, I mean, yeah, I got the Bitcoin farm, but I don't have the scav case. And it's like, how? Like, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> you could upgrade it whenever, right? It would take you two seconds. Yeah, you have the 700 million, million rubles. Like, <laughs> and then you haven't upgraded something in the hideout. Yeah. It's just like, it's complete. And this is the thing. This is why it's good to, to hear what people say like that, because it's like, yeah. that's like so outside of like the way that I play games and like my yeah. gaming experience. It's just like to not do that. I just can't even really comprehend it, but that's why it's that's why it's good. That's why it's good to hear that kind of perspective, right? Because it's just like totally different. It's just a totally different way of of playing the game. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. When Go when ahead. I was Go just going to ask you, when do you think the wipe is going to be, dude? I I really don't know anymore. Uh, they they have definitely gone off the rails with this. As far as far as like they've gone off the rails as far as like what a predictable course of action could be because for many wipes now it has been like for i think two and a half years maybe just two years they've done a december wipe and then a 
summer wipe. And the summer wipe is anywhere between like mid-June to like August 1. And the December wipes are always like somewhere between like December 12th and like they did that Christmas Eve wipe. Oh my God, that was insane. So it's like two years of that. And every time they've gone into a wipe, it's been some level of Raiders are everywhere. Right. Everything's 99% off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sometimes the, the Christmas Eve wipe, we got 24 hours notice. He was on a podcast. He's like, we're wiping tomorrow. Raiders are everywhere. And we were all freaking out. And then I don't know if you guys have been playing this long, but the um, patch point 12. So when we went from 11.7 to point 12, they added reserve and unity mm-hmm. 2019 or 20, no, 2018. I don't remember. They added unity. They had a reserve. Um, that pre-wipe went for, I think, six weeks because they kept running into technical difficulties. So mm. Raiders were everywhere and stuff was 99% off for like three weeks. Like all the events were happening and it was the most boring, nonsensical thing of all time. Everybody was like, please stop this. But like, but it's been relatively similar. And they're, and so, it you know, this event started and it was like the Lightkeeper stuff and the, they're taking away the traders and everyone's like, well, then it's going to be a wipe and they're going to do this. But then people were like, well, no, they always wipe in the summer. It's been six months. And it's like, but, but then, and then it was like, they're taking money out of the economy. Normally they put money into the economy when it wipes by virtue of making everything 99% off. So basically there's more money in the economy. And it was just like, I was just kind of sitting back and everyone's like, wipe, no wipe, wipe. And I was like, I don't know, man, it's freaking, they're going to do whatever they want to do. But they've sufficiently done enough weird stuff that I just like truly have no idea. I, I don't even have a guesstimation anymore. It's like, I think it's exactly as likely that they wipe tomorrow as they wipe in August 1st. I just like, I don't even know anymore. I don't know if it's technical difficulties. I don't know if they want to wipe with the Lighthouse expansion. I don't know if they want to put the Lighthouse expansion in without a wipe so that we can test it more. I, dude, I am so at a loss, which I kind of like. I think being a content creator taints that a little bit because any like wonder I have is crushed out of me by being asked when the wipe is 677,000 times a day. <laughs> but I, but I kind of like that. It's a, it's new and it's different and I don't know. And I don't know what to predict. Yeah, and that's right. cool. Um, but yeah, I really don't know, man. I think, I think if I had to put my flag down, I'm still airing on like, they're not going to wipe in the next few weeks, mm. but who knows? But who knows? Yeah, because who... I I thought that we were going to get lighthouse expansion bosses in Raid Trader all together yeah. first, and then a wipe later. Mm. But now that it's sort of dragging on, it's it's right getting to the point where I mean, yeah, if we got it in a week, then then maybe you know we have a yeah. month and a half to test it, and then the wipe happens with yeah. with whatever else that they add, then maybe. But as time drags on, it's seeming. Less and less likely. I mean, yeah, I was talking today about it and saying like, well, you know, they could still do it in July or something that's still sufficiently far away, maybe early July yeah. or some mid-July, and that would feel okay. But then they've got to fit this this other update in first, or maybe they bundle it in. Now I'm not really sure anymore, and it's yeah. got a bit confusing. So I, I don't know. I, I still think we could wipe in the summer. I still think it's definitely I think, possible. Um, I think at this point, what I would say is most likely is we wipe in the summer around the similar six-month mark, and we wipe with the Lighthouse expansion. That's not what I want at all. I you don't think do not, I hate wiping with new maps because mm. I don't want to go to customs and find the stupid right. pocket watch. I want right. to play yeah, the new yeah. map. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. I hate it so much. I get it, I guess. But like, I just want to play the new stuff. I want to go fight the new bosses. I want to go 
see what the new trader has to offer. And I don't want to be worried about if I die again, this is my last kit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so I don't know. So like, I hope not. I hope we get the expansion without a wipe. Um, the only thing that confuses me is that they keep doing events like this 30% off. Mm. You immediately had people like it's officially pre-wipe. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay. You know what I mean? It's like, like I, I almost tweeted this yesterday. I almost tweeted. I am a hundred percent Tarkov. I'm a hundred percent positive. Tarkov is going to wipe there. Now that I've said that whenever it wipes, I can say I was right. You know what I mean? It's like, like, yeah, sure, it's pre-wipe. Every day after the wipe, it's technically pre-wipe because we're prepared. It's just like, I don't know. Like, I, I hate mm -hmm. it. Anyways. Yeah. So it's like, but it's weird. Like, 30% off? What, what is that for? What are they trying to do with that? How long is this going to last? The fact that it's, the fact that you sell stuff for 30% less, like, doesn't that completely negate everything? <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're trying to put more money in the economy by making it. It's like, yeah, but you're giving me less when I use the cool stuff and kill people and sell the stuff to you. I'm so confused as to what the purpose of this was. And and I really thought that they were like, ah, some technical thing came up. They're not going to add this lighthouse expansion until the summer. But it's like, but they keep doing events. And I'm like, well, are we just, just going to have three to five day events every week until they wipe in the summer? Or is something coming soon? It's I do I have no idea anymore. It's crazy. Yep. Yep. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's again it's funny that you say about you know being a creator as well, like adds another element to it because it's like they, they did the five days when no one was in and so now like loads of people just haven't come back to the game. So you're just yeah. like, everyone's like, well, I'll just wait for the lighthouse expansion to come. And they're like, oh no. And now, and you can actually see this because people, no one read, it's hard to know exactly who's in and who's not, who's playing yeah. and who's not. But I think what, what's happened is that you've got your player base of people and it, you know, it's skewed towards, you've got this kind of like, you know, usual distribution curve. You see anybody who puts sure. out the, um, the, the, the polls at the end of the wipe and they say, hey, you know, who's at what level, da, da, da. And you've got like some people yeah. who are still low because they've started super late or they're just getting into it and don't know when the wipes are or whatever. And then you've yeah. got this like middle section and then it's sort of tail, the big long tail off with the people who are really high level at the end. Yeah. Um, and what it seems to me is that effectively that's like people towards the bottom end have really been cut off and a lot of people have just gone well screw this if there's gonna be no traders for five days i'm just gonna leave it and and there is a strong i don't know i think there's a strong argument to say that people who were kind of playing tarkov you know with their friends and they're just you know they're on and these are more casual people if they then basically say well i'm not gonna play for five days and then well they're gonna do something else and they find something else to play for five days and then the five days in tarkov is up and then they're like well, I'm kind of playing this now. So, you know, I'm going to carry on playing this. And I think there's definitely a syndrome yep. of that has happened because you can see this on the flea because all of the inputs mm. which rely on people going in as scavs, as PMCs and looting and da-da-da have all dried up, right? Power cords are now 30k each. Like, Kaduras are now selling for however much, right? Because you can still buy the four bags from Ragman for 8k. But Kaduras <laughs> are now like 30k, 35k, whatever, because people just are not crafting them. But the guys at the top end who are using them in the barters are still around because... We hate uh, ourselves and we just can't leave, right? We, we literally can't. <laughs> how ironic, right? The higher level you get, the, the more that you can't escape from Tarkov. Yeah, oh my but, God. Um, that's true. But that's, but that's my theory anyway. So, and that's, and I yeah. think that's how you can see the impact of what's happened to the player base. And as a creator, you're just like, oh, this sucks because yeah, people, people just aren't really watching the videos anymore. And it kind of hurts yeah. the, the viewer numbers on stream and things. And it's just like, yeah, it's, it's tricky. So you just, you just do what you can. But um, yeah. I don't know. I, th I think, I, th I, th I think that's, probably well that's the best theory i've come up with anyway because i was like why are all the prices going crazy and i'm just like it makes sense oh, that makes a lot of sense are you guys excited for a wipe or do you not want a wipe to happen like whether Please it's God, happening in, in, 
in a week. Okay, interesting, interesting. Giga V5, are you, are you excited for a wipe or no? I'm, I'm less bothered about a wipe, but that's because of... And that's because I sit... Ten, oh, well, we're actually going to have to see what happens this time because, like, I usually sit right up in the usual, like, bucket of normal people who play regularly but not, like... Yeah. Um, you know, a, a full-time person, whatever. Because, like, you know, I've, I've very recently, like, transitioned into full-time, like, a couple of weeks ago. I saw it, so... by the way. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, so we're going to have to see this wipe. So, like, this this wipe for me is still, like, you know, I'm doing this on the side with my full-time yeah, job yeah. and the baby and, like, all this stuff. And we've, like, moved house and all this all this kind of crazy stuff to try and sort out, right? So I'm, I'm level 44. Um, and so I kind of sit, for, like, right there with a lot of the rest of the player base in terms of progression. Yeah. So for me, I've still got stuff to do. I'm still finishing Grenadier. I've still got Shooterboard in Heaven to do because I hate sniping. Like there's, lo- there's loads of things. Oh. There's stuff that takes a long time. Yeah. Um, I just typically have not done that. Like I, I really, <laughs> I spoke to church about this before, but like I really, this wipe, like was very crushed for time in general. And I min maxed the progression to get to the traders. So I was like, yeah. What is the least amount? And it's a completely different equation. It's like, what is the least amount of real life time that I can spend to get the most progression that I can in the shortest space of time? And that actually puts a weird That's lens on the game because you do weird stuff. Like you go into a raid, you lie in a bush for 40 minutes, you go off and you do the other things you need to do. And you come back and you run and get the item. And I am, I am not ashamed at all of that kind of behavior because wow. I was so crushed for time this wipe That's it was actually so ridiculous like like I was, uh, it was it was like it's, it's a whole nother story but I was like traveling for work like two days a week making two videos after drops and stuff like it was a completely mental right I was like yeah. I basically just didn't speak to anybody for like six months it was insane so uh, yeah <laughs> so um so it was all that but we'll see what happens in, in this one so I've still got stuff to do and yeah. I think again a lot of people get kind of get burnt out normally with with the way it goes and they, they play a lot and stuff but because i don't play quite as much or haven't historically it doesn't bother me too much it, it's fine yeah um, because yeah I, I don't stream that much either because i spend more time on youtube like it, it's it's different so I, i'm yeah. not i'm not that desperate but i don't know in in two months i'll feel like i will want one i, I think yeah shoot me in the face i do not want to wipe i'm really? so over it I'm so over it i what cannot do those quests again i i dude delete my whole stash and my money but let me be level 60 and i have to do these quests again just delete all my stuff i will start from mm-hmm. give me a makarov and i will rebuild but i i dude i get it to me i have a suspicion that and this is really just largely from my experience but i have a suspicion that the the magic of the wipe is wearing off because of how many a lot of the people have been through like because like yeah for sure early wipe is just so much fun the fights are so much better it's it's like it's great but that does not last very long no <laughs> and and the cost of that two week period is 12 weeks of me banging my head against the wall of some really <laughs> list, just poorly designed quests. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, mm-hmm. I just can't. This was the first wipe ever. This one, 12, 12 with, uh, where I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to do this again. Like, I really just don't. And, and I, and I, and I, 
it's it's always like a curve, right? Like if you're brand new to Tarkov, you you almost always hate the concept of a wipe because you're like, what the heck? You're taking away everything right. that I just did. But then obviously you learn that that it it's an opportunity to get better, you know, and to mm-hmm. and to do things better. And then there are a lot of people that like love the wipes because it, it resets everything. But it's just like, I don't know, man. To me these days, like I understand like I'm you'll never catch me like whining about it. It's like if they wipe tomorrow, it's like, dude, let's do it. Let's hit it. Let's get the pocket watch. Let's get the thing like, but it's like, but it's a weird thing where it's like, okay, I hate the like, you know, not I hate, but like we, we don't, there's like the, the min maxers, the no lifers, the chads. It's like, but you're the game forces me into that behavior because it's like, I'm not going to enjoy Grenadier for the 12th time. I didn't enjoy yeah. it the first time. You know what I mean? I'm not going to enjoy mm-hmm. any of these Jaeger quests. I'm not going to enjoy flying <laughs> a bush, eat, eat some mayonnaise, and be dehydrated for five minutes. You know what I mean? I'm not like... So I'm going to min-max them. And I'm going to get to the end as fast as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else that isn't there is going to point to me and be like, you can't say whatever because you just got through all the quests super quick. And it's like, yeah, but... It's like, how many times do you want to do these quests? You know what I mean? Like, you came in and you asked me for tips on how to get through the quests faster. It's like, it's just, this is this is the logical conclusion. I just have 2,000 more hours or 4,000 more hours in the game than you do. If you, like, you'd, you'd be doing it just like, it's, so I just, ugh, it's some of the magic has worn off for me for sure. I I totally get why people want it. And I totally respect that opinion because, it is boring. Like it is boring that I get to use whatever I want, whenever I want, no matter what, for sure. You know what I mean? Like I feel that this wipe definitely pushed us into a better spot there where it's like, you know, like I can't, like you can't get slicks whenever you want, right? Like the barter is sold out always. And that's the only way to get it, right? Like you got to go in raid and find a slick. So I think that's cool. You know what I mean? It's definitely, it's definitely held. And it's definitely rewarded my play style. Like right now, I think I have like 14 slicks and eight hex grids because I just save them, right? Because like I play better in a trooper armor than I do in a Zabralo. It's just like, this is just the way she goes. You know what I mean? So I collect them and I don't sell them and I buy a TV rig and kill six chads and take all their slicks. You know what I mean? It's like, so, but I just like can't be bothered to do all of that again. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. to me, it, it and and this is once again probably my experience more than the community's experience. I don't want to I don't want to speak for anybody, but I feel now finally this separation of like, yes, we do need to reset the economy maybe or some things, but like, I don't know. It's just it just sounds especially when like. And then the salt to the wound is whatever the new content is. Like if you if you wipe if they wiped mm-hmm. next week and said, here's the lighthouse expansion, the in raid trader, which is one of the has the potential to be one of the most fundamentally game changing things. How are we interacting with this trader? What are they buying? Are they only buying with found and raid stuff? Like I want to know all this stuff. But you remember that pocket watch that you've done a hundred times? You're like, go do it again. If you want to get level three therapist or whatever. It's just like that just sounds so brutal to me right now i don't know i'm probably just salty (laughs) do you feel like there's some correlation between your grievance with the quest because it sounds like it's mostly the quest right and progressing through those quests because there's sort of like a 
force that's like pressuring you to get there fast to be you know competitive with like other content creators or like your stream or whatever like is is there some type of like force there you think oh for sure you know for sure of course there's a the content creator side is yeah of course you know you want to be the first to have the video out you know you want to be the first to do this but but i don't think that that weighs i don't think that that weighs as much i think being first only gets you so far i think just Mm -hmm. being the best you know what i mean And, and you can see that in a lot of different areas um a great example is like do you guys watch z chum at all yeah. yeah some of the best that man was not the first person to make a rust youtube video but his most recent video he just posted a, a month ago has four million views yeah i don't even play rust and I've seen i don't either and i couldn't videos. take my eyes off of that yeah, video that was right great. i couldn't take my eyes it was incredible his tarkov stuff is some of the best out there as well but like so most of the frustration isn't isn't um from the content creation side, it, it is really more of just like, if I don't get this done as fast as possible, I have to endure it longer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like my least favorite quests are the shotgun quests. Not because mm-hmm. they're bad quests. Oh, well, I guess it's up to everyone to decide because I am absolute cheeks with shotguns. I can't hit the broad side of a barn with a shotgun. And so all wipe, I'm dreading the shotgun quests. You know what I mean? And every day that goes by, there's another person who's getting level 40 and getting better gear and making it harder for me to kill them with a shotgun. So I want to get those shotgun quests done as soon as possible. And they're late quests. They're late skier quests. You know what I mean? Set up in silent caliber. So it's just like, and and once again, that's probably just me. You know what I mean? It's not everybody, but that stuff looms over me. Like I like Grenadier. Sure. I... I hate that quest because I'm bad with nades. I've yeah. killed myself more than other PMCs with <laughs> nades. That's why if I just can't, I'm bad with nades. You know what I mean? I normally get to a point where like a normal part of the wipe for me is I will just lose 6 million rubles on factory throwing nades at people. Yeah, because I mean, it's, it's just tough, right? It's just like, they're, yeah. not, they're not designed to really kill. And especially now, like as a solo, I've gone into Grenadier with like three yeah. kills with grenades. Like solo play, you, you pull the pit out, yeah. you get into pushed and die. So <laughs> yeah, like, you do, yeah. Do? Nowadays, yeah. And so it's like, now there's a, a very understandable argument to be made. Well, it's like, yeah, but you don't have to do it that fast, right? Because it's like, it's just, just, you know, get to Grenadier and let it come. Mm-hmm. But, but like, like the point of having a goal is wanting to accomplish the goal, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like I want to get max level traders. Right. I want to get Kappa. I want to get these things. So mm-hmm. I want to accomplish the goal. Give me Grenadier, make it the third proper quest and lock no quests behind it. Then I'll get it done as I go. I see. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. fact that I don't get it until I'm level 40 and test drive and insomnia are locked behind it i want mm-hmm. it done now but if nothing was locked behind it i i, I need nine million experience to get to kappa yeah, i'll get 12 grenade kills before i get right. nine million xp but it's not kappa it's i need to get to insomnia and i need to get to test drive and i need to get to this and so that's what brings this pressure to me um they they allowed Shooterborn in Heaven earlier. They like uh, when they first added Shooterborn in Heaven, it was such a late quest, and that was such a grind. It was 120 meter shots, not 100 meter shots. You had to do it on interchange, and everybody hated that. Shooterborn in Heaven is one of my favorite quests in the game. I got all three Shoreline Shooterborn in Heavens done 
by like level 20 mm-hmm. on accident because I yeah. like playing with long range stuff and I love shoreline. And it felt good to get some of Shooterborn and Heaven done naturally, not pushing it. By the time I got to the point where I was like, chat, we need to finish Shooterborn in Heaven. I was like, I need two kills on reserve and one on customs. Cool. Well, let's go snipe. You know what I mean? And it wasn't that big of a deal. And there's nothing locked behind Shooterborn in Heaven. So it was like, so there's, there's definitely an aspect of like, just you just don't have to grind it. But at the same time, at the same time, I don't ever want to get mad at somebody for wanting to accomplish a goal. You know what I mean? It's like, it, the goal is I want to level up. I want to complete the quests. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't ever want to be like, well, you're just doing it too fast. It's like, well, who cares? <laughs> right. that, like, why does that matter? You know what I mean? I want to complete the goal. If they're constructed in a way that requires less cheesing yeah. to accomplish, <laughs> then it makes it better for everybody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know what I mean? Like, like how many, like uh, legitimately, like how many less impact grenades would you have found on factory if you get Grenadier at level seven and nothing's locked behind it? So many less. But there was yeah. like a, there was such a definitive shift when all of the people that play all day got to Grenadier and they yeah. all got to Grenadier <laughs> within a week of each other. They all had impact nades and they right, were all right. going factory. And all the people that were still doing stirrup getting five kill pistol kills or like go factory pistols. and it was just yeah. boom 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 yeah. it was non-stop and then it left and now you could go to factory and you could play factory all night and not get impactnated you're gonna mm-hmm. get flechette double barreled every other raid but you won't get impactnated because those you know what i mean so it's like that experience affected not just the people who were trying to grind the quest so yeah I don't yeah know. except the uh, the two poor guys who got impactnated by me today yeah, Although I felt so bad for him. So there's actually it was like it was like the you know the um, the yep. duality of factory impact nades. The first guy was uh, it was from gate zero, ran out, turned around with his P90, shot me in the in the right arm once, and I impact naded the ground right next to him, killed him with full tequila set on. The second guy was crouched by a door, level eight, turned around yes. as I threw the nade. He didn't even <laughs> yes. get to shoot, and it just went. Boom, boom, just instantly killed him. But he turned around and, then, and just looked at me just like, you know, like rabbit in the headlights. And I was like, I'm so it's sorry. Definitely but satisfying. It's definitely satisfying. We oh, were running God. around for my last few and we were voiping with people. And we uh we pushed this guy into gate three or into forklift. And I was like, yo, I was like, there's two of us and one of you. I was like, you're dying. Either way. I was like, come out here and let me impact nade you so I can get my quest done. And at first he was like, no, dude, he's like, screw you guys. But it was like, he knew, like he was, he knew it was like, you're dying. You know, there's two of us. And so he came out and he was like, all right, do it. So I impactnated him. I scooped up all his stuff. We immediately extracted and I took his dog tag and I friended him. And I said, get in the factory lobby. And we brought all of it. We replaced all of his gear with Chad gear and I dropped it for him and we played the raid and then I got him to extract. And he was like, yo, and I was like, hell yeah. Like it was so sick. VoIP was we haven't talked about VoIP, but VoIP is the best thing to ever happen to Escape from Tarkov, in my opinion. Um, I really but, don't use uh, it enough. I don't, I don't use it enough. I really don't. Dude, I should use it more. But um, it is the best. It is in that. I like me and Veritas have talked a lot about like how do you give the player the ability to make content, and then mm-hmm. you're less off yep. on the hook for making content. When was the last time a content update came to DayZ? You know what I mean? Like, right, but they're right. still a thriving people that play that because they get to make the content. And VoIP was a huge step in that direction. Uh, yet, yesterday, 
me and geeks held up a guy and uh made him sing a whitney houston song to us or else we were going to kill him and he didn't know who whitney houston was so we were like well you have 60 seconds to youtube somebody he youtubed it and he sang us a song and then we spent the whole rest of the raid kidding him up unlocking all the rooms for him giving him gear and we left um last night i found a bitcoin in a safe and then me and veritas ran into a duo and i said i said um I said, what would happen if I said that you guys have to fight and the winner gets a Bitcoin? And one dude immediately shot his friend in the head. <laughs> Absolutely no hesitation whatsoever. So I That's dropped him the Bitcoin, we ditched his buddy's stuff, and then we extracted with him. Like, VoIP is the best. Oh, VoIP man. is the good. Best. You can't do that anymore. I just realized. Oh, you can't drop well, some I stuff. I found the Bitcoin in Raid. Oh, did you? Okay. So that's how okay, I, so I found it in the safe. So I dropped in the Bitcoin. Um, now, did I have two docs cases full of Bitcoin in my stash specifically for a video idea I have written on my wall? Oh. Yes. Now I have to delete or sell all that Bitcoin because I can't do that anymore. But um, but there's a there's a lot of fun to be had with VoIP for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just just like just just swinging right back to what you were saying about the wipe again. Like I, I feel a lot of the time that for me, whether it wipes or not, I'm, I'm normally quite like impartial i don't really know if it does or doesn't but for me i'm normally on the kind of team wipe just because for me like the game either ends up looking towards the end game like even there's quests and stuff like i'm I'm not really especially now i've not been focused on cap or anything so when i get to max traders at least most of the time i'm spending the time working on myself and like my skills and like getting better and it's a slow gradual progression but when the wipe happens there's you know things to do and i i'm a min maxi player and i really enjoy being under that kind of um i don't know those constraints and being like yeah, well, I, have yeah. to, can I, I only have this so i can have to do this and i've got this attached request and later and, yeah. yeah and like and the pre-flee and just like piecing it all together and i find that much more interesting and yeah. i take the quests as a necessary evil in that process because i don't really enjoy the quests either but yeah. i'm willing to tolerate them for that experience that's kind of that's yeah. the way that i see because like now i'm even now i'm just in kind of going through the quest mode but you know i'm doing whatever because and people sometimes like people either ask me they just say like how do you have so much money or why yeah. are you using that gear when you've got so much money like it's usually one or the other but dude like, and i've tried to explain to, <laughs> to people multiple times as well like there is a content creator angle on the stuff that i do like generally i tend to make budget kit videos and part yeah. but part of the joy in tarkov for me is like trying to make the most efficient gun that i can for the like it's like a lego sure. you know? it's just like for how sure. cheap can i get something that still competes right like that is a, it's like a challenge in and of itself so yep. like, today i was just like running around with the opsks and like you know you put 100%. the you put the cobra on it but oh you can't get any of the red dots on. but if you use the larue then you can get the rings on it then you can put the tac 30 on it and you can put the laser on the side and i'm just like bam that's it yep. that's, that's what i that's what i live for in Tarkov. i love that yeah. stuff like the little intricacies and things just just like you know it just gets me in the, in the brain in like a special way and um <laughs> i that totally get stuff that starts to go away when there's the you know just drags on i'm just improving me and myself and slowly yeah. getting better all staying precisely average the same yeah um, in my own personal skills which is fine but like i just yeah i just enjoy the challenge more and the, and the quests are necessary evil to get though I, I think most of the time and i totally get that and i totally agree i just think i think for me it's the repetitiveness of the quests of, of sure. doing the exact same ones so many times and what i see is the shortening of this glorified early wipe experience where 
we had such an explosion of players in point 12 because of the first drops event and every drops event has brought a ton but i mean we went from like wh- when did you guys start playing what patch it was after Ew, the reserve cool. patch so i think okay, it, so was it was after like point 12. i started playing just before reserve okay um, so the end of 11 7 or whatever that was even probably even have it written down somewhere oh maybe i don't have it with the actual date so it was, it was may so i started just before so so 11 7 i actually have a list here that 11 7 starts on the 9th of april i started on the 1st of may oh okay yeah, so i started so a month can... after 11 7 um, okay i mean there was a time where there was a time where like there were like 3,000 concurrent players globally playing this game. Like, it was slim pickings. Like, you know what I mean? It was like you could go three raids without seeing anybody. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. You know what I mean? And now, in such a short amount of time, we had such an influx of players. I mean, and now, like, even, like, right now, people say Torkov's dead, and I'm like, ha! Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's (laughs) probably, like, 20,000 people playing the game right now. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Or more. Um, And so, all those players, like, the on average, when you ask somebody, when did you start playing, they say something, like you said, like, around reserve or a little bit after or Mm -hmm. whatever. Yep, yep. All of those players are good now. (laughs) And for the past four wipes, they were all just okay learning. So this early wipe was long. But they're all freaking good now, and they're all min-maxing the quests. And of course, there's still new players, but it's like now this 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 beautiful early wipe is shrinking slowly, and it's like and and it just gets and then I start asking, is all this worth it? Was was all right. the questing and all the rebuilding like was it worth it for these two weeks of fun? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's definitely an element like you're saying, Giggy, all the way through questing. There's an element of like. I like the mental gymnastics of I need this, but how much do I need this? Am I going to find this again? Because I also really need this, or I, you know, I haven't gotten to use a mutant yet, or I haven't gotten to use this new gun yet. I totally can appreciate that, and I get that, and I just like, and I and I want that, and I just want a world where it's like that forever. You know what I mean? Like, don't wipe. You know what I mean? It's like it's like instead of a wipe, make it a barter only flea. Instead of a wipe. Like, you know what I mean? Like, dude, like those do things. Like, interesting. Dude, yeah, do remove a... my ability to get gear, like, mm-hmm. and see what happens. Now, of course, I was like, yeah, but you have all that gear. Dude, delete my stash. Soft, wipe it. Like, you know what I mean? Give everybody, you know, do a barter-only flea, but give everybody 10 million moves and max-level traders. And how does how does everybody uniquely build up their stash with the money? Because the money doesn't really mean anything. All you can get from with your money is like some meds and some basic armor. If anything else you want, you're going to have to go find or barter for or whatever. It's like that to me, it's like cool. Or on the flip side, like with VoIP, like one of the reasons why it's like, I want to engage with um, <clears throat> VoIP is super fun early wipe because everybody's doing the same thing. But then it, there comes a point where it's like, we're all doing the same thing. Like give me the lighthouse expansion right now, because I want to like sit at the bridge and like mm. talk to people like hold them up and do stuff but i'm not going to be able to do that if i'm doing my quests you know what i mean it's like like what i want is like give me changes that are going to extend the early wipe forever you know what i mean where weapons are are gear is harder to find and and slash or give me more tools to create my own content like Mm. voip because that's what's keeping me alive right now i'm i'm laughing harder than i've ever laughed i'm having experiences of Literally, this has been a great week for VoIP. I'm not even making all these stories up. Um, 
Thursday, what's today? Friday, yesterday, um, <laughs> I was fighting and Geeks died. I was playing with Geeks and he heard two teams voiping. It was like, yo, we're going to sneak up on these guys because they were voiping at each other. And Geeks pushed up and the dude reacted and flicked and killed Geeks. And he was like, oh, there's like at least three. I heard at least three voices. So I push over and I turn and I kill one of them. And I killed, it was a two-man and a solo, and I killed one of the two-man. So I'm in a room where my two <laughs> options are like run right back out at them on Shoreline Resort or jump off the balcony, right? So I have an extra and I'm kind of feeling them out. And then I hear them talking to each other. He's in this room here on the left. He's in this room here on the left. Like, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to throw a flash in. He throws the flash in. I get my eyes away, but the guy goes, he's flashed. He's flashed. He's flashed. The other guy runs in. I kill that guy. And I'm like, I'm still flashed. And it was like the coolest thing ever. You know what I mean? And it was like, and I didn't need to be early wipe to make that happen. Mm -hmm. It was, we had the tools and we made the content. And so it's like where I'm at is like, yes, if we wipe, I'll understand and I'll do the quests and I'll have fun and I'll create content and I'll try my best. But it's like, give the players more tools and just, and if you want the game to feel like early wipe, then make it feel like early wipe forever. And if you don't want the game to feel like early wipe, then stop forcing us to go through it for two weeks before it resets. You know what I mean? And of course, easier said than done. I know it's not as simple as just like make these changes, BSG, haha. Like I get that. But like, that's where I'm at, where it's just like, I'm just like questioning why it's like, let me engage with this game or change the game. But a new map is not going to change the game. I agree with you that that sucks. Because that's what happened to me, both for Reserve and for Lighthouse. When when both of those maps came out, like I ignored Reserve for ages and learned it later. Lighthouse, I ignored for ages and have basically learned it the last three weeks. It's just like just all the all the issues with it and the FPS and all this other stuff. But like I would I would argue, though, that this wipe has been a a much more extended. wipe. At least for me, it's it's definitely in some ways. In some ways, it has. Absolutely. Like there's the skill of the average player is still increasing because of how many people are, are getting getting better at the game uh but there were a lot of shifts um there were a lot of shifts that were really positive to extend that the the like kind of half pseudo civilian flea where yeah. like stuff was restricted that was such a good change um i personally am a fan of the grenade change switching to a, a two-step process because just like standing at the end of at the end of dorms you know making myself a sandwich oh, yeah, while yeah. grenades are just like raining in on me it's just like eye roll so like there, there really there really has been a lot of stuff but like, I don't know. I don't know. And once again, I don't have a solution and I don't, it's just, it's just my opinion on like the, the frustrations with, with wiping. I get it. I really do. And I would say, even as somebody that hates them, they're good for the community. You know what I mean? And, and, and you can't deny that a lot of people you just check Twitter every time they do an event. Everyone's like, wipe, wipe, wipe. Like people want it. And I, I understand, but I guess I've just been through enough because I came in in point nine. Yeah, I've just been through enough that I'm like, when is, when are we going to stop needing these? Like, when is the game yeah. just going to feel like you want the game to feel like? And then, but, but of course, there's like the development side where it's like, hey, we need everybody to do this thing. But, but, but sometimes I just question, I'm like, did everybody need to play Lighthouse as level one? Or could we have just played Lighthouse as level 40? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. So I, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, to confirm what you're saying, Jesse, I in my own experience in the two plus years or whatever I've been playing, my fall off point 
has been getting shorter and shorter and shorter. <laughs> like for this wipe, it yep. was 45, level 45. Um, I've never really been like a go for Kappa guy. Like I've, I've done a few quests and collected yeah. items, but I've never really like went for it. And I think what, at least for me, I've sort of like been conditioned for the wipe in that what happens? The wipe happens, you get to start back over, the quests really suck, but not completing the quests. There's like FOMO. There's like it's very it's a very intense experience, right? It is, yeah. And that's the part I really like is the intensity of it. Whereas when you get to the later parts of the wipe, the game rewards aren't really there. So like the the feedback loop isn't there. Like it's really intense. And if I do it, I might get rewarded. I get the next trader level that gives me all this cool stuff. It's not really there at the late wipe. You you can For still sure. have fun in the intensity part with like fighting. You know, I just wiped resort of all the Chad. Yeah, and yeah, all the loot. Sure, like that's going to sure. be there too. You know what I mean? But for me, I really like that that part of wipe and exactly what you're saying. Like, if that's always been something that was like, like, what's wrong with the game? Why is the game not fun anymore? Yeah. You know, it's like, how can they take yeah. that wipe magic that's going to trickle away no matter what? Exactly. Really, like, expand it out to where it's like, I we the community isn't going crazy for a wipe because they want that that experience again, you know? Yeah. What exactly? What's the, yeah, nine, nine, 10, 11 wipes in. You're like, what's going to change here? Like, mm -hmm. why can't I feel this way at level 50? Yeah. That, I want to feel that. I want to feel right. that intensity at level 50. Yeah. I want to feel that intensity at level 50. And to me, it just seems like the radical ideas of like, well, how do you make a corrugated hose important to a level 50? you give him something that he can only get with a corrugated hose. You know what I mean? Like you don't just keep resetting his account and being like, ha <laughs> you need the corrugated hose again. You know what I mean? It's like, that's, that's only going to work so many times. Like, yeah. So that, that's just where I'm at. It's like, give me a reason. Give me a reason for the intensity. You know, me, me and Veritas were talking like, once again, you could, these are just theory crafting. Like, of course, but sure. like, imagine barter only flea market, and me and Veritas were talking about how, like, um, forget the barter-only flea market. How insane the game would be if all red dots, uh, optics, and LPVOs were, like, 10 times harder to get. Oh you couldn't buy God, a single dude. one from the traders. You had to find them all in raid, and they were rare. Imagine even me, a level 60 with an M4 or a mutant with iron sights, dude. And you're yeah. a level 12, and you've got a Mosin and a PU. Like, mm -hmm. unless we meet face-to-face, you're probably going to win that, dude. If you're 100 meters away and I've got iron sights, you know what I mean? Like, that, like, if they deleted all the optics from the game, it would feel like new, it would feel like early wipe tomorrow. Yeah. We wouldn't need a wipe because all the fights would be nuts because all the recoil of this gun is all over the place. And even if you, even if you had a good gun, even if you had good ammo, if it's, like, infinitely harder to hit your shots, you know what I mean? Timmy with the SKS and the PSO might beat you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, I'm just in that, I'm in that way where it's like, how can we, how can we make a level 50 feel the intensity? How can we make level 50 want to go search for loot? How can we make the level 50? Because if we can, then it works probably for the level seven and the level 20 and the level 50 and the level 70. But right now it's just like when you hit 42 and you get max traders, what do you need? Right. Really, when you get level 15, you know what I mean? What do you need? You know what I mean? So it's like, 
So that's kind of where I'm at. And I, of course, I know that that's an easier said than done thing. And sure, I know that sure. my my personal experience of just 4,500 hours in this game is just is tempering is is the lens that I look through. So like I never claim to speak for everybody. But at the end of the day, I feel like anybody that that can really think critically on it can can see that, right? That like the conclusion of this game is not just like delete everybody's stuff every six months. It's how <laughs> do we make it feel fun all the time? Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And the most recent patches have added a lot to the game, but haven't done a whole lot to change that. Except 12.12 has been... 12.12 was the biggest patch to to address some of those things in years. You know what I mean? With with the restrictions to the flea market and, and loot and stuff like that. And so I kind of have a sneaking suspicion that like their goal right now is like vertical slice. They're like any mechanic that we want in the game, shove it in as fast as possible, whether yeah, it's in a I tier zero that. state or a tier five state, shove it in. Because then when we're done we can balance mm-hmm. and it's hard because I get that right. People are like, you know, balance, balance everything. It's like, well, that's hard to do because if you balance everything, we're still beta testers. Right. So when they added the grenade launcher, for instance, the GL had all sorts of crazy bugs where the damage was splashing through walls and stuff like that. If they had balanced the grenade launcher, they would have made it very, 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 very hard to get on day one. And that would have meant it would have been much longer before we had seen and addressed those bugs. So they made it relatively easy to get. And everybody was running around labs with them. And it was like, okay, this needs to be tweaked. This needs to be this. And then now it's hard to get. So it's like, if we balance all the guns and ammo right now, then when they add a new caliber, they're going to need to make it available enough for everybody to test. And then that's going to be all everyone talks about. And then everyone's going to say balance. We have to rebalance it. So like, I can kind of understand them trying to just like shove it all in the game and then they can balance like within a pretty strict parameters of like, this is what 1.0 is going to look like. So let's just fix it. You know what I mean? So I guess I kind of understand that to an extent, but I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that you, you guys have been talking about removing scopes and optics and that kind of thing, because I think like, I mean, secret, secretly I am kind of a delete the flea, delete the traders kind of, kind of <laughs> yeah. mentality, but that would be terrible for the game so like it just course, isn't yeah. it's just not a thing so that's why i've i've said a couple of times that i actually would be and again i i would get accused of like splitting the player base and stuff which is why it's not the right solution but in a perfect world yeah. if it didn't do any of that stuff i would still be a massive advocate for having like a, a globally unlocked hardcore where people yeah. once, you, you know, once enough people escape from tarkov in the real game or whatever you know say i don't know from five thousand people have to do it and then it unlocks hardcore for those people who get capital escape from tarkov or whatever get yeah. some milestone and then they can switch over to their second account which is a hardcore only account and it gives people time to grind through on a much longer time scale against other people who are playing hardcore because that's the biggest yeah. thing because I, I like to play hardcore i kind of like the idea of it but i don't really like the idea of playing against other people playing standard um yeah i get that i don't know i just wish that there was a way to make that make sense because i think that yeah. there's a, a grouping of players that would like to play with no flea and no traders and have these things be super rare yeah. i have to pick up everything in raid and it and it take a lot longer can you imagine how long the hideout i mean people do it right get max hideout pests yeah. and crazy people but it's just <laughs> doing that and, and getting to those milestones takes the best people in the game at progression for 
forever. Forever, yeah. It takes them forever, right? And once you lose your good stuff, it's gone. There's no way to get it back. You have to fight yeah. and raid, right? And, and you could rebalance it. Maybe you could keep some elements of traders or whatever, right? There's, there's so many things. There's like, it's, that's yeah. a whole box that's not even worth unpacking. For sure. but just, just at surface level, then it means that all the normal people can continue playing the regular game as they want. And even the hardcore people can carry on playing the regular game if they want. But there's a second game mode, which in a perfect world that doesn't split the player base and blah, 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 all yeah. the things that people always shout to me whenever I talk about this. But I, I think that there's a subset of really hardcore people who've played 10 plus wives who would really enjoy that experience, right? And it's like really tough. It's really hard. And the gear really matters. And it would bring yeah. some of that back saying, this is my last 4X. You know, if I die yeah. with this, that's it. I don't have another one. Yeah. Um, and you rebalance the loot and stuff to make it more sensible and, and the sure. ammo and blah, blah, blah. But um, I don't know. That That's sort of like, there's one way it could go in, in theory. I don't think they'll For ever sure. do it because I don't think they'll split the split yeah. the base like that. But there's some kind of, problem is like finding the middle ground is so hard, right? Because they're, they're slowly yeah. removing the secure container without removing the secure container. Yeah, they're they slowly are. removing the flea without removing the flea. Yeah. But it's it's so hard to tread that line because you've got people coming into the game that don't know, you know they don't know how to do any of this stuff. People at the end who are bored and they can circumvent whatever they put in really easily and just get to the yeah. end game and run whatever they like. It's like it's so hard to come to that middle ground, which is why I've always thought, ah, oh, be so good if there was somewhere else for people who want the really super serious. You know, you're gonna have arena for yeah. the guys who want to do like meta PvP, yeah. and then you've got somewhere for the really super serious survival people to go. You know, afterwards, yeah. I don't know. It's just, I mean, it's a it's a, it's a wild a wild fever dream that sure. I have. I mean, even like this doesn't accomplish the same thing, but it's like adjacent is like the ability to prestige and reset mm -hmm. my yeah. own. Yeah. If I, if I could prestige, not have to do any of these stupid quests, but have five <laughs> daily quests instead of three, hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because now my second experience is unique. Because I don't think mm. it would be smart for them to like, okay, you prestige. Now this is 77 new quests. Like, that would be a lot of work for them to do to have to do, like, you know. Or even repeat some quests at a harder. Like I'd I'd love to do Shooterborn in Heaven a second time at 125 meters mm. after completing it. Because now I'm like, okay, well, what angle? How do I get this extra? And it's it gives me a bigger reward, a bigger XP reward. So it's like, you know, prestiging could add like a certain amount of quests, you know, in a harder difficulty or like a modified quest system or more daily quests instead of those quests but when you think about that like that how much more of early wipe would it be if of course not everybody would do it right some people would want to get to the end and they would want to do it but if a chunk of the people that have a billion rubles were like i don't want to do it like this wipe rengar smitty stone trey and tiggs all deleted their stashes everything yeah. <laughs> all of it because they were bored mm -hmm. you know what i mean like so it's like that gives me of course those are just a few guys but that gives me a, a good reason to believe that a chunk of the chads would prestige if it gave them some cosmetics that nobody else had mm -hmm. and yeah dude a freaking golden dog tag whatever dude an armband some tops yeah. or bottoms for bear bear and usec have a specific top and bottom that only prestige people can get like People would do that. People go to the ends of the earth for cosmetics. All right. People, people like people get the tracksuit. That's the stupidest thing. Like you've <laughs> got to be a degenerate. And I know Rengar just did it. And he says he's a degenerate yeah. to go find Killa that many times right now. You are a degenerate if you have tracks, but people do it. They will go to the ends of the earth. So give them a few cosmetics, freaking delete their stashes, 
and don't have to have that happen to Timmy. You know what I mean? Like, and now we've got a much more, like you were saying, there's a, there's a very specific curve of like, you've got these guys that are at a high level. You've got these guys that are mid-level. You've got these guys that are new. That spreads that out a little bit because sometimes guys at the end hit the beginning again, and then they move through that curve a second time, maybe Mm -hmm. a third time. Like it just, that's where my brain is at. It's like, yeah, of course we're going to wipe in a few months. I'm sure. But that's where my brain is at. It's like, wouldn't these be, wouldn't all of these or some of these or any combination of these things be infinitely more effective at like extending the vibe of the early game or at least, and here, here's another dangerous thing. Tarkov isn't supposed to be the early game forever. Tarkov is supposed to be unexpected forever. So in the early game, you're never going to run into a guy with a wrist tee and a, and a slick. But I would posit that the truest Tarkov is you never know if you're going to run into a guy with a wrist tee and a slick. And this and spreading this out kind of helps that, in my opinion. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. I think prestige actually is probably a more sensible solution. It's easy to implement as well. It's super seems, easy to implement. Seems people, easy. People, like people, people would race to get as many prestiges, right? If you did 100%. a counter or something, you know, you got like a dog tag with like a tally Dude. chart on it or something, people would be just like twentieth prestige. Dog tag with a tally chart and and one of the art interns a weekend to create, you know, <laughs> a cosmetic, right. a top and bottom for prestige one, a top and bottom mm-hmm. for prestige two, a top and bottom for prestige three, and it's game over. And people are racing to get those cosmetics. Did you and see you played Marauders, right? You played Eclipse yeah. Beta. Did you see they had prestige um, tokens that you could yes. spend to and use on cosmetics? Like, certain stuff you needed like 27 prestige tokens to buy. Yeah. I was like, what? Like, it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually nuts. I, I've talked to people about tons of ideas. You prestige, you get to keep one skill. So I hit you know, when do you want to prestige? You know, do you prestige when you hit 70? That's ridiculous. No, freaking 70 is like 40 million XP. That's dumb. Do you, do you open up a prestige at 50? At 50, I didn't have, like right now I've got like six skills elite. At level 50, I did not. I only had one or two. So do I main this account a little bit longer to try and get endurance up to 50 so that when I prestige, I get to keep that skill? Or do I prestige now because I want the cosmetic and I I get to keep endurance? Like there's some really there's simple things that you can do that that caused people to think and put some mm-hmm. real risk or reward into prestiging. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know, man. It just feels like it, at, at this point with so many brains coming up with so many good ideas, at the end of the day, I'm not that wipe is bad. I'm just like, but aren't there better ideas at this point? We've been, yeah. this mm-hmm. game's been in development for five, six years. We've wiped a whole lot of times. Like, and I'm not the expert. If they're like, yeah, no, we still need to wipe because database XYZ7. Okay, <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. I don't know how to make a video game. But like, if we're talking about player experience, I'm a player and I've experienced a lot and I just feel like there's better ideas than just like hit the right. big red button every six months. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. That's where, yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, that makes and sense. They want, that mean, that isn't that like the final product? Is this supposed to never wipe? Which, you know, if well, I take my Tarkov brain now and how things work, I just can't see me playing a wipeless Tarkov. But yeah, it depends. Like the most recent official documentation says mm. that there's going to be servers that never wipe, servers that wipe right. seasonally, and the arena, which people say you can split the player base 
I kind of just don't buy that as an excuse mm-hmm. to not do these things, right? Like once again, Daisy has a thriving community and there's like 67,000 servers. They're not yeah. all full, but like right. some, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just like don't, you know what I mean? At this point, when there were 3,000 concurrent players, splitting the player base was a very real concern. <laughs> when at a wipe, there's 250,000 concurrent players, yeah. it's not a concern to me because once again, we're splitting the player base because we're giving the player more options. Right. Giving the player more options excites more players and mm-hmm. would introduce more. People never think about that. It's like, well, if you give the arena, it would split the player base. Yeah, but what if it also added 100,000 new players? Yeah, for sure. And Some they, people would really just happen. join just to try the arena and just to see and what that's that like. people that left because they can't get over the Giga Chads come back because right. it's better. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't buy, I just don't really buy that. So... You know what I mean? I can see that being a thing where like there's like seasons and every season like it's it's that would have to be done right where it's not just the same. It's not just the same quests. This Mm -hmm. season, you know, Elvira died and there is no therapist. This season is more of a hardcore and the traders took a, a break. You know what I mean? This season, this happened. You would never have to play your seasonal character. You might skip a season because you didn't like the challenge, but that didn't mean you didn't have a Tarkov to play. You could still play this where you could prestige and there's a whole lot of things to do. You could hop into this season. If you get to level 50 in this season, you get another special cosmetic that meant you got to level 50 in this season. There's no reason to do it if you're not excited about the season. If you are excited about the season, you're overwhelmed with things to do, not frustrated with how little things to do there are. And anytime you wanted to take a break, you could go play the arena. I don't get how people think that's not good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) that sounds like the best thing ever. You know what I mean? I don't know. And if it was open world, I would put me in the metaverse, put me in the Tarkov metaverse. I'd never want to leave. It would be perfect. Imagine Tarkov with the Rift. Oh, God. Dude, oh, my God. That would be the most insane thing ever. (laughs) So, so yeah, I, I think there's potential you know, I guess we'll just see. Uh, uh, who knows? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. They seem to be sprinting towards the finish line in certain ways. So we'll see how that goes. I love that That's you're cool. talking about these things and ideas and putting it out there. Cause I remember watching the podcast, sorry, the podcast early on. <laughs> and Jesse was, in my opinion, you're a little bit more reserved, but ever since like sometime in between, uh, civilian flea and then like a little bit before that like you just been hitting banger and banger ideas like i <laughs> I really wanted to talk to you about keys today dude but we didn't get to it Maybe oh that did, did you watch that video is that what yes, you're saying yes yes, dude, yes that yes. that video bombed everybody in the comments hated it but oh I still really think it's a great idea. oh yeah i was like screw you guys i was dude. like this will be great but uh but everybody hated it and they told yeah. me how much it would be a bad idea but that's the game, right? That's yeah. YouTube. I, that, yeah. I don't do that often. I did it with the civilian flea. Like, I really, mm-hmm. I, I don't do that often because in general, I'm just like, who am I to think I have an idea that would benefit everybody? Like, I'm just one guy. Sure. Um, but I did that twice. I did it with the civilian flea where I was like, this is an idea and I think it would be <laughs> sick. And I put it out there and the response to that was really good. And then I did the key mm-hmm. one and I was like, this is an idea and I think it would be sick. And everyone's like, nope. And I was like, all right, maybe it was just me. Okay. I'm like, okay. That's sure. Hilarious. So now I want to go back and read some of the comments. That's, I did not know that. That's funny. But no, I, I can just appreciate and respect, you know, the, the audacity to even like discuss yeah. things. And again, you're not an expert. You're not claiming to have all solutions, but yeah, 
you know, you're you're attempting something. You know what I mean? It's it's not like you're for trying to provide as much criticism and feedback as you can through your own personal experience yeah. and just to have a better game that we all can enjoy. And that's what it's all about, really. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, it's been fun. Dude, we have been going for three <laughs> hours. Like, I can't believe it. The thing is, I'm still having fun and there's still like two hours of stuff I want to talk about. But I, I know, I know. Like, it's honestly, it's always this way. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. But thank you, honestly, we'll have to do this again. Like, thank you so, so much for, for coming sure. on, man. It's for, honestly, it's been super sick. It's been really great. Um, I mean, this is like, I said just beforehand, but like, we, I hadn't started up the, uh, the stream or anything then, but like, this is the first time we've actually spoken. Yeah, yeah. Like, I say face to face, but you know, you know properly yeah, or whatever, it's, it's, despite, yeah. you know, being in the same circles for so long, for like, sure. it's, it's just a weird thing of the internet. But um, yeah, no, uh, super, super big thanks for coming on. It's been, it's been awesome. And uh, Dude, absolutely. Thank you guys for having soon. me. I like, I can talk about this stuff forever. You know what I mean? And I love <laughs> yeah. it. And like, and I think that's the thing. It's like, it's, Sometimes I'm like, Jesse, you're such a freaking nerd. Like, all you think about <laughs> is this freaking video game. You know what I mean? But I, yeah. but then I'm like, I don't care. I love it. So uh, thank you guys for having me. And dude, I would love to. Like, it's been great talking to you guys. I love hearing different perspectives. And 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 like, going back to what you said about like doing that uh, that podcast with the Chads. Like, I think, I think just about any time people get together and talk about it, it sets a better example and Twitter. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like this is the kind of like discourse and discussion and like you can be super critical of the game and love it and not be critical of Nikita as a human being or or Battlestick mm-hmm. games as a developer. You know what I mean? And anytime, just about anytime you get humans on a call together to talk about it, at the end of the day, whether you're a Chad, whether you're a rat, whether you're brand new to the game, whether you've been playing for 67,000 hours, we all generally want the same things. You know what I mean? And want the game to to be pushed forward so i love stuff like this because i think anytime anybody gets to see stuff like this it benefits a larger community some small amount yeah bit by bit bit, bit by, by bit. bit yep yep so thank exactly. you guys for having me absolutely well thank you for coming on man it was a blast and with that everyone we'll catch you next week thanks for tuning in we'll see you then catch you later <laughs>